and welcome to episode 12 of Blood Bowl NE1. As always, I am Maybe the cowboy. Yeah, it's 12. I know. Yeah, that, does, that mean, does that mean it's been a year? No, no, because we missed the loadout. No, it's been over a year. We missed the loadout. <laughs> <laughs> was... We went through a lazy period. <laughs> it was the summer holidays. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Uh, so, yes, as always, I am the cow daddy. Well, if we're I doing am... this consistently every month, it would have been a year. It would have been, yeah. So, yeah, I am the cow daddy, and I am joined by Shippers and Pio. Unfortunately, little Bucky cannot be with us this evening as he is working, but you will still be hearing from him, so don't worry, all you buckets out there. Uh, we not get to say hello to our yes. listeners if you just like skipped yeah, over the fact yeah, that yeah, we go. Oh, oh hello. hello. I kind uh, of went. Cow Daddy, yeah. Hello, Mike. Shippers and Pew. Yeah. I just. Oh, yeah. Shippers and Pew. They're important. Just me. As always, I'm the Cow Daddy, and I'm hogging the microphone because it is my recording. <laughs> <laughs> I can live with that. <laughs> I get to edit the episode. <laughs> yes, oh, as proven so in is. past episodes. I thought it sounded anyway. weird when I was saying it. Right. Hello, my lovely listeners. How are you? I hope you're relaxed and. Calm comfortable wherever you are because this is gonna be a big one that's the, the name of your biggin. sex tape i suppose that sets up for what's on in episode 12 with only a shorter episode last month we were only get... a short one yeah <laughs> will we get more this month to make up for it no oh it's all about the girth. it's all about girth it's like... of course not but it's all about quality not quantity and as our last few episodes have been building up to what is the largest and arguably best annual competition of the Blood Bowl year, UKTC. Yes. Uh, we will be providing you with our full in-depth tournament report. Uh, usually we would have recorded a tournament report on site, but with two massive rooms, bar and fantastic ale, and over 344 coaches, we decided it would be better to go through the event round by round for you when we got back. Plus um, I was too busy chasing Dean around. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it had yeah. nothing to do with having very uncomfortable fun. to watch. Yeah. It was not uncomfortable, <laughs> only because you're jealous. <laughs> It gave me oh, a few opportunity for memes. I'll give you that. Basically, what? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. This report, I think, is going to depend on how drunk we were at the time. So, I think out of all of us, I think it might be Pio that comes up with the least information. Yeah, I was. The thing is, I was drinking my rum that I got from Morgan on game one. So, yeah, I was fairly in. That's my, on point for your team. It was man. ace. Get, it get was eight. I'll tell you what, I've, I'd love getting freebies at tournaments. Was it was the rum? <laughs> of course it was. <laughs> was it the tiki or just spice? Rum, actually. Yeah, the rum was delicious. It was a nice, like, nice can of like coke and spiced rum. You know, first roll of the dice, can opened, and I think that's where my tournament ended. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll go through who we played, uh, how we did over the weekend, how good the event location was. Uh, spoiler, it was fantastic, and you should definitely go. As well mm-hmm. as the review, Shippers will, of course, tell you the odds of a play which was likely took place at UKTC. Pierre will sit in his corner and tell you some blood bowling facts as he sees them, whilst answering your questions, whether blood bowl related or not. Uh, there is no team talk this month. I know, I know. I can already hear the size. But there's a reason for this. Not that long ago, we provided a definitive guide to the Norse. Well, the Norse have evolved. Yeah, but... And now yeah, that needs to be scrapped. Uh, <laughs> they have basically yeah. become alcoholics and brought a pig. Oh, yeah, and well, the Valkyrie. The Valkyrie. Yeah, so our resident Norse aficionados give us a breakdown Why of the would new you come players. Valkyrie? Well, give us a breakdown of the new players and the new way to play and uh, the all-new stars in the Spike magazine. Yep. Oh, and obviously we'll gush over the pigs as well. And then we'll end the podcast with updates of the upcoming tabletop and online events. 
Can I just get slight raise my concern here that you gush over pigs? Yeah. Do we need to have an intervention with the RSPCA here? Right, I'm sorry, but if someone can get me a pig that walks around with a bit like a keg of beer on its back and that just follows me around, you know, whenever I'm looking a bit down, goes, ruh, 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 and uh, that, that's not even a pig noise, is it? <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've learned way too much information about cow daddy already. I know. I, I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Chip as just a, hold just my a, hand. Ruh, 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 ruh. This, this beer <laughs> and is then seven. Provide months. an ale. Okay, right. So. Let's have enough of that, shall we? And let's move on to the news. Okay, so, a new star player has been revealed. Well, Mm. not really. It's basically game shot. Yeah, it's finally got round to making a model for Rumbelow Sheepskin. Fantastic halfling Blitzer, who has been around for ages and is probably a model that Orfling coaches have either got or converted. Basically. Yeah, this is this is like pretty much shutting the stable door after the horse has bolted. When Romplo came out, in was it Spike Magazine five the half? I can't remember off the top of my head now. Was it five? Oh, it was after that. I'm sure it was like seven or eight, wasn't it? Seven or no, no, eight's the important one. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, but when it came out, it was the, it was the the poster boy. It was the front page. Yeah, everyone thought, oh my gosh! Obviously, Bucky nearly creamed his pants. And it, everyone has rushed out and got a proxy or made a model. So this one, although it looks looks all right, I'm not going to spend 20, 23, 25 quid or something for it. Well, it, it kind of looks like all the third party ones you can get anyway. This can't really do much more with it. I mean, it's it's a nice sculpt, but it's it is just Rumbelow's Rumbelow, isn't it? Uh, model, but I just think now nah, I've, I've already got one, thanks. Yeah, I don't need to buy another one. Yeah, same. Uh. Well, that's it. I don't think there's anything else for the news this month. That's the news. Uh, And on to the review of UKTC. Right. UKTC, my little cherubs, is the big one. Teams of four blood bowling legends or idiots like I was. I mean, it was... It was such good fun, and my, I went with Morgan as Captain Morgan Stunty Gold. So we all took a Stunty team. So we had halflings, we had goblins, we had ogres, and we had snotlings represented on the pitch, and it was a blast. And <clears throat> Captain Morgan's uh, Stunty Wrench came away with the Stunty Cup. Yay! Whoa, great. whoa, whoa, whoa! Yudlugger came away with the Stunty Cup. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was a team oh. effort. <laughs> team effort. Your team ever you didn't know. help him get wins. Yes, it did, because we were so crap. He got to play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair, yeah. He got to get against worst players. Right, okay, I get you. Oh, uh, he's just uh, absolutely he's smashing so... it these days, isn't he? He's off well, to... Well, he is. Yeah, he's off. The thing is, Yudlugger, if you ever play James or Yudlugger, you'll recognise him when you see him, because A, he's only ever takes goblins, and they're all blue, and B, he is... the Whereas I am... Duracell Bunny on speed. He is the polar opposite. He is the coolest, most laid-back, chilled-out man ever. Right, and he's just like so calm. He's like, yeah, it's just everything's so cool. I mean, you can imagine the car. I I shared a car journey down with him, and drove down. Admittedly, he was wearing a full-on parrot suit or onesie, which was quite amusing. But yeah, there's me getting really excited and bouncing. He's like. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool. It was just like, it was just like so chilled out. He's a lovely guy, and I absolutely adore him. 
But there was one moment in the tournament where I did my usual thing. I'd finish my game and I was looking over going, oh, Dice and he said, Theo, shut up, I'm in the zone. And he just shut me down completely. <laughs> and I was like, okay then, I'll go and speak oh, with Garfi. I'll that... go and speak with Garfi then. <laughs> does that work, Brilliant. is it? <laughs> yeah, shit, we're going to have to remember that. No, it doesn't. Uh, only if you call, and let's face it, Cow Daddy. No, uh, <laughs> it's not going to work with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that boat sailed quite a long time ago. Obviously, a very good segue into Norse. <laughs> we, we got down there, we all set up. And so game um, one, who wants to go for their game one? The first go through their first game. I'll go, I'll go, I'll go first. It was a guy called Tommy B, whose nickname was Penfold. And so, do you know what I love about UKTCs? When... You catch them, oh, so where are you from? Oh, well, we're, we're such and such. And I, to be honest, I can't remember where he's from now, but he was a really <laughs> nice guy, and he gave me... We swapped dice, as you do, and he. I've got some lovely little white pen dice with penfold on now, <laughs> and I used them against um, Chris earlier on today. I just love them, because every time you see penfolds, face like, cram, cheap! You know, you've rolled a six, and it's like, wow, beautiful. But I had a really good close game with him. He was Goblins, he scored first, and I scored, and then we did everything else, but it was one all, and it was a very close game, and it basically came down to me failing uh, a go for it to score, I think it was. It was like one dice roll. Well, he was one dice roll, I would have won the game. But yeah, it was an enjoyable game, because he was such a nice guy, and that's what I love about the Blood Bowl community. 99% of the people there are just wonderful human beings, and it was a great laugh. So yeah, I had a thoroughly good game, one all draw, and I love blocking ogres and my god game against chaos, but oh, it's so good. Anyone who has a small player with access to agility, if you do not pick sneaky kit, I will personally find you and slap you because it is amazing. Yeah, I had some for my game one. I went up against Gimli01, who I found out during the course of it. You're saying about meeting everyone and stuff like that. We actually went up against the um, two drunk flings team. So I got Gimli, who is the Bruce. You know, obviously on the Blood Bowl community, the Bruce Bowl guys. Have you seen these yeah, guys? Yeah. They've always got their tops off. So, yeah, he's one of them. Was he the one who got absolutely smashed? No, no, that Who's was the Liam. One? No, no, uh, that was the other one. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've, ne- I've never seen someone as drunk as that but at a tournament. Yeah, he was already smashed by the time he played the first game. Yep. He was playing against Gareth, who isn't the fastest player anyway. And Gareth was hurrying <laughs> him up. <laughs> it was quite amusing. So... <laughs> Yeah, it was good. But yeah, they've been drinking straight off. The the two flung, well, living up to the name, I suppose. But yes, Liam was very, very. He fell asleep in game three, I think. But yeah, I was playing Gimli. It was I was against yeah, Orcs. You did, yeah. My bogey team. But yeah, it was a very tight match. Both played well, I think. Uh, to be honest, with it being my bogey team, I was very pleased that I managed to get a one-one and a draw, and it was three-three cows as well. Uh, so yeah, and just loads of fouls, loads and loads and loads of fouls. My sneaky git guy became a homing target for every single blitz that he was trying to do. Um, he was trying to get through and, and get the sneaky git guy. And uh, yeah, orcs were orcs. So it was really hard to break armor and everything, but I managed to take down three cars and. Yeah, it was just a really tight game, and I was happy with the results. And it was really good to meet the two drunk fling guys. It was fantastic, uh, Gimli. And someone mentioned something. He's got a NAF trophy and things like that as well. So I sat down. I went orcs NAF trophy. I'm screwed here. <laughs> but yeah, I managed to pull out a one-one. Very nice. Uh, I suppose me now. So my first opponent. Um, so I was on the same team as Cow Daddy, and uh, so we played against the two drunk flings team. As previously mentioned, I played against Arknalax, uh, who was one of their team members. And it was straight away an ogre, uh, ogre versus ogre match, which is quite interesting. Never haven't played against ogres versus ogres. So going into it, I was thinking, okay, how am I, how am I gonna battle some fellow ogres? 
So you had a very similar build to my team. I mean, it's very hard not to have a similar build. It was all block on every single ogre. However, one ogre had plus agility. Ooh. So that Sexy. ogre was the ball carrier uh, consistently throughout the, throughout the game. Nothing, nothing particularly, like, as expected, really, nothing spectacular really happened during the matches. Just blocking ogres here and there. It's not only get smacked for free, free block dice here and die. You know, typical stuff, really. The first half, I felt like I played pretty, pretty too loose with the defense, which allowed him to push through a line. Uh, my defense when one of my ogres boneheaded, so he's able to get two ogres to gang up on him, blitz through, run the ball, carry, carry past me, and score on his drive. But on the second second half, it was all me. Felt like it was, everything was going pretty well. I was able to bash through, got injured, the plus arch ogre, so that was no longer oh, a problem. Nice. Everything turned up, shitbags. Yeah, so he got, got punched as expected um sidestep put the ball where i wanted decent trying to get the ball carry but failed a rush into the i'm ball sorry what did, did you just say what did you just say rush it's not a rush go for it Wash your <laughs> mouth out. i'm sorry i'm sorry your, your team's called snake eyes and gfis all right all right, all right. calm down calm down fellas i'm surprised it appears not going for my neck because i didn't pick sneaky get on a small player well <laughs> it's all right I'll, I'll chastise you later yeah yeah right but i gfi he tried to gfi he failed it, allowing me to run in for a 1-1 draw at the very end. Nice. Uh, things I wish I could have done differently would be to play more tightly in terms of defense. However, I wasn't really I wasn't really too experienced in playing against other ogres. <laughs> no, that's fair. It's always, it's, always, it's always a tough match up against ogres. It's basically yeah. who can crack the other first. Once the other one cracks, it's it. Yeah. The second half went mainly my favorite because I did yeah. crack that plus our ogre. Yeah, and that's what, once you got that to number five. advantage, it's yeah. just lovely. But yeah, ogres. It's not. It was nice to see ogres well represented. Yeah, there was. Uh, I think. Ooh, was it five or four ogre teams? I think it was five. Five. Overall. I think it was five. Mm. Yes, it was. I think it was five. Yes, yeah, so it was me, me, you putting our play against um on the list really of, the very, of like the stats no, the very end of KTC. Oh, I love the stats. So next here is Bucky's game one. Hello everyone. So Bucky here on game one. I played Bold Fox, who was playing Amazon. Um, of course, everyone knows I took Halfling to this tournament. It was actually looking like it could be a tough start. There was a lot of bludge in there, uh, some wrestle, typical Amazon, really. There was a lot of guard on the blitzers, um, which was annoying, and some mighty blow, and I believe the, there was a tackle as well. My thoughts going into the game straight away, I knew that it was going to be tough getting the blitzers down. So I knew any time I got down one of those bludge pieces, and my idea was to just go for the fouls. I needed to keep rolling that that low armor and, and take advantage of that as much as possible. And so I just tried to group up and look for the fouls at any time. And the sneaky gets in this game were just absolutely on point. And they were spot on showing exactly how strong Sneaky Git is now and that ability for me to um, use the trees to knock knock a line woman or the blitzer down, run in in front of the trees and then run back behind them. It Just the, the, the plan of that whole thing and the fouling game with Sneaky Git was just so, so strong. Um, my first target in the game was um, going for the tackle which um, 
I believe I managed to get off like halfway through the first half. Um, I elected to receive and with the idea that I, I could try and take off some players for the second half to try and make it a bit easier for me to defend. Um, it was, to, On the whole, it was it was a really good game, actually. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I scored on my drive, gone 1-0 up. And then on defence, I had the ball sacked um, twice. Um, one time where the, the, the ball scattered off the pitch and flew straight towards my end zone and um, where Amazon Blitzer was ready and waiting to pick up the ball, um, unfortunately for me. But um, they managed to score. And then I tried the one turn, um, but I like sort of scattered one square too far backwards, so I was out of range. But all in all, um, I was really happy starting the tournament off with a draw against Amazon. Um, it was a great game, and to be honest, it was it was a good way to start the tournament as well. Um, get that confidence, get in the flow of playing, um, and I really enjoyed the game. Okay, game two. Uh, Pio? Uh, I can't quite remember the order that my games are in. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you a list. Honest. I sent you a list. Yeah but, it, yeah, but the list you sent me wasn't... I didn't play Elves second. I played Elves on day two. Right, so, are you reading them the wrong way round? Try reading them the other way around. Yeah, yeah. No, other way around. Uh, oh, was it Shambling Undead? Oh, I've said it wrong then. Yeah. Shambling Undead. So you... <laughs> oh, God. I was... All right, my apologies to Tommy B and Pork Jacks. I've got you the wrong way around. Right, so the... it's Tommy going B back was your to last, right. last game. No, no, because Chaos Chosen was my last game. This is what I'm saying. It's completely messed up this list. Anyway. Let you know, know, I've just had a look, and mine are in perfect order. So your first game should be the one at the top, and your last game should be the one at the bottom. It's not. Mine came it's... in the right order as well. So... Mine didn't. Mine didn't, because Chaos was my last game. Are you 100% sure on that? <laughs> I'm 100% sure it was my last game, because we are in the other room. He was convinced he was going to completely destroy me, and he wasn't overly impressed when I used Sneaky Git to foul his Minotaur that was on the floor and kill it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, okay. that was... Oh. That was the last game. That was definitely one. So this is the wrong, wrong order. So I'm just going to make it up. Um, I'm fairly sure, I, from memory, I went... Oh no, because Gob- no, Goblin was game... Right, Gob- the Goblin match was the second second day, as was the Elf, and as was... Yeah, it went... I think it went Elf was first game, second game, then Goblin, and then Chaos Chosen, which means I think it was... Oh, I can't be right. It's, I scored in the first day. I'm sure Oh, I can't, I can't. You know I'm, what? I sure, can't remember. I'm sure you no, drew I, your first I'm, game because I can remember speaking to you and going, I drew and you went, I no, drew. No, I, I, drew I, I drew five of my six games. Yeah, I'm true. sure I did yeah, draw the first fair. game, but I just can't remember I can't remember who I played now. I can't remember what I was playing against. I think it might have been actually the Tombkins was the first game. I think, I just can't remember now. I've had, I've had a sleep and, a, and a, several beers since then. I know the second day was... Elf Union, Goblin, and Curse Chosen, which would be by proxy. By, I had Undead, Lizards, and Tombkin on day one. But the listeners out there, right? Fundamentally, I am just going to sit down and listen to these two because they did. They made notes. They were fun, and the, one of the funniest things in the world happened to Cow Daddy. I think the highlight of the tournament was what happened to Cow Daddy for one of the games, which when he played High Elves, which God love him, he took well. <laughs> but it'll come to that in a minute. But I will sum up. I will sum up my tournament. I drew five out of six games, which. 
was really frustrating because the game plan was going well with most of them. It was just those extra little bit of luck and everything else that I either didn't have or opponent did. But they played well and they were good opponents and I thoroughly enjoyed them. The Alpha Union scored blitz and sent the blitz and the catcher right down into my bottom half of the corner. Thankfully, though, you know, Ogus saved the day and you know, hit the sidestepping blitzer into oblivion and knocked him out, which meant we could get the ball and I could come back and score. So there were some lovely highlights for me. Like I said, crowd surfing a Croxigal with a Noblar was a particularly good highlight. Fouling the crap out of a, a Minotaur on turn two or turn three of the first half against Chaos and having it killed was very nice oh, indeed. Oh, Dean's going to like you. He'll have the RSPCA onto you. Dean loves me, so he'll be fine. All right, and then I just had a really good, nice time because I was with my mates having a good laugh and I tell you what, playing next to Garfi is something that is spectacular. That guy's luck is one extreme or the other. He kept He rolled more ones than I've ever seen in my life. However, still manages to get a pump wagon to score a touchdown because the ball scatters onto his onto him and he rolls a six. Amazing. Oh, I like it. So I will now listen while you two go through your and Mucky says his because I can't remember. I've had I had a great time and anyone who's thinking about doing it, get a team of four of you together and sign up ASAP. My round two. I played a guy called Orclab or Orclab. I'm not sure. It was actually playing orcs as well. Of course. I managed, again, another one-all draw. Uh, no casualties. It's the, the, the game was just basically, again, Orcs on my bogey team. Game went okay. It was a close one, so I was happy with the result as well, with it being Orcs. Now, it is me. So, on turn eight, I forgot to use Swarming, which isn't really that bad. It's not that bad. It was just my turn eight. You know, it didn't really help or hinder. I couldn't get the one-turn touchdown, so it didn't really make a difference. I, I completely forgot to then use it on my drive, though. So, yeah, that was good. I noticed when I was caught in of trying to move people around and realised I was lacking players on the pitch. So, yeah, no no swarming. Uh, so, that was good. <laughs> so, yeah, good stuff, me using swarming. So, round to round three. That put me at two draws for the day, and against Orcs as well, so I was, I was quite happy with that. Okay, so, second round, I'm playing against uh, Lymphaman. I think that's how you say his uh, NAF name. Sorry, he was that? playing Lenthaman. humans. Lenfiman. Lenfiman? It's like. Uh, Lenfiman, hello, yeah, darling. I'm going to say Lenfiman. <laughs> that's a porn star name right there. I'm sorry, but yeah. I play against a porn star, right? <laughs> right? He's playing human as well. <laughs> so, um, so is it Ogre versus human? Um, that's didn't have boy. a particularly. I think it was just a gen- general human build in terms of like skills and whatnot, so nothing really to note there. Um, interesting thing that happened during the match was it was their drive um, on the first half. The first turn was pretty pretty standard. I sort of slapped him a bit, and then he ran up. Um, interestingly, it was like I think it was like one. It was like one blitzer and two catchers ran up. Uh, slugged a catcher on the ground. He, I think he got stunned or something like that. And then he gave the ball to his thrower. And on turn two, he tried to attempt a, a throw and get the blitzer to catch it and try and get a quick and easy turn two score. Which is not really what I was expecting uh, going into the match. He failed the catch and dropped the ball, even with a reroll, allowing me to collapse on the blitzer, absolutely dogpile him, blitz him, punch him on the ground foul him, pick up the ball, and pretty much dominate the game from there. Um, giving the ball to my safe pair of hands, Snotling, making a slight lane cage with uh, Snotling, then two ogres above him, two ogres 
blow them, and then just finding out the rest of the players around. He, the human human team had no way to punch in or dodge in to even challenge the Noblar just running up the pitch. And over time of the first half, I was able to get rid of both catchers. So you had no fast players to run away from me, really. And I was able to score. And in the second half, pretty much a repeat of what happened in the first half once I got a handle of the ball. It was just make a sideline cage and have him come towards us. He couldn't get through, and I just was able to crawl up and get a 2 0 win of the Ugas. So pretty nice. nice. Okay, so game two for me, I paid Victoriana. Apologies if I've um, mispronounced your name, if you're listening. But they were playing Shamblin and Dead. And I, 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 I distinctly remember this game because um, turn one, I lost a tree man <laughs> straight away. Um, got cast. I tried the apple, um, and it, it I rolled it like into dead. Um, so I was down a tree man from round from turn one. So I knew straight away that um, you know, I was on the back foot, desperately on the back foot from from the off. But I managed to hold it out. I managed a one-one draw, which. I was so, so pleased about it. To honest, this game, the draw, it, it felt like a win. It felt like I had won that game. Um, getting something from that game after after the tree man going down so early, oh, it was it was amazing. Um, it was one, to be honest, that at this point, the game two, I had that game one to get in the floor against the Amazon. This one felt like, you know, it was time uh, step it up a bit, you know, try and go for a win. But after after that and managing the draw with only the one tree man against Undead, um, I really struggled against the mummies and their ability to move around much better than my one tree man. Um, but um, just that that getting that score at the end by it was just kind of like running down the side using stunty as my advantage. Um, I knew that the, the trees and the slow moving typical kind of idea wasn't going to work um, with just one tree man so I had to hold off the turns as long as I could to try and ensure that I wasn't leaving time for a 2-1 but no the it felt like a win it really did um, and I was really pleased with taking the draw from that game um, they played very well very well um, it was it was a big struggle and one that I really had to work for but very enjoyable very very enjoyable so round three it was against elven union this isn't the game by the way no no it wasn't the game the i'm still waiting for the game yeah go on uh, what so happened the, the elven union this was against louis 88 final result i went uh, this was a loss this was my first loss of the tournament so i went 2-1 and i scored one because they scored three it just, the game went badly. I don't know if it was me being tired. I left a load of openings. I mean, dice turned a little bit, but it was mainly just poor play. And when my opponent sort of says to me that, like, points out my dice, it kind of turned me a little bit. So I kind of wasn't expecting things to happen. And when you don't expect things to happen, things don't happen. So I kind of, I'd used all my rerolls by turn two. I had a turnover and double skulls on turn four. At the beginning of the turn, they cast my blitzer early on, and this is the point I started thinking I wish I'd taken one less private and apo because I I 
didn't you I only used one bribe all tournament and I really could have done with getting like the Blitzer back in that game. Great opponent, game was fine. You know, it was just one of those ones I felt I was destined to lose for some reason. I was just playing badly. I think I let the dice sort of decide my feelings on the outcome before I knew it was going to happen and just kind of decided it was going to lose. But yes, it was a good game and then that was it for day one. So I went two draws and at loss. Round three, played against Snowtroll. They were playing Imperial Nobility, which is my first time playing against Imperial Nobility and I realised how annoying they are as ogres. Oh, yeah, right. they, they are really annoying. They are really I was playing Chris earlier on with and Norse against Imperial Nobility. It just kind of negated all the fun tools of my team. Right, they are I'll, I'll see your Norse. Difficult. I'll Hell. see your Norse, and I'll raise you corn. I've played him twice now this uh, season, and oh my god, having that much frenzy <laughs> being the only yeah, real. I, good I feel thing, your pain. I, just, I mean, don't... you've got the block. All I had yeah. was the frenzy, so it's kind of I got the worst end of the spectrum of the Norse corn thing. So you at least could stand there with the block against these guys. My frenzy, it was just oh, just. Honestly, don't get me started. I've gone from like three <laughs> serves a game. Well, I won't get you started. To zero. But I'll get started though, because I put in a note here about anything like so. The the build seemed pretty standard. It was like guard. It was it was just pretty standard for nobility. It was like basically just guard and block and and so on. But I put in a note. But um, one and nine team in the faces ogres. They're extremely extremely good at top hitting ogres. We're not a fast team, and trying to punch, wrestle, and stand firm, and all that with decent and enough fend, armor. And fend as well. And fend. Oh, it's really annoying. I, cu- I couldn't, I couldn't crack the armor properly. So I, like, it really just tarpeted, um me down. So during the match, I remember getting to the end of my drive and having to throw a knob out of score to wiggle for wiggling a, a, a <laughs> touchdown, which was nice. But you, you wiggled your knob into a touchdown. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and then second half... Um, yeah, tossed your knob. Right, go on. Second half, they oh, pushed through my defence, scored against me, and then just was a 1-1 draw in the end. What Both teams sort of just tarpit each other because, again, trying to push through six strength five players a block, kind of annoying for imperial ability it seemed they don't seem as fast as humans no they're not for me. no they're not and... but uh, yeah imperial nobles are fabulous on defense they are rubbish on yeah, attack they're amazing yeah. on defense but i put in my fight i put in my final thoughts what i could have done better i just hit him i just said hit him harder i just need to break more armor that's the truth of it that was the end of day one so end of day one i ended up with one win and two draws which is nice quite quite like that score okay so game three we came against up against the football team, and I had the pleasure of playing against Throek. Very, very good coach. A lot of people listening will probably know the name. He was playing Necromantic, and first off, um, he kicked to me. And, well, Nuffle was definitely on my side, um, at least for, for the first half and pretty much most of the second. I was breaking through a lot of armour. Not necessarily Kazan everything, but just the armour breaks, the stuns. Getting a lot of fouls and sneaky git just coming into play on on really not forcing the send offs at all, which has been massive. Is just how how little you're actually sent off with sneaky git. Um, is is the massive bonus um that I found having had those games in a row. But we played out a one-one draw again, so I finished day one on the three draws. Uh, but again, coming up against a, a coach like Throek. 
again, a draw felt like an amazing result. So I was very happy with that. And it was absolutely pleasure playing him as well. So yeah, it was a, a pretty solid day one, to be honest. Some games where I had the dice, some games where I didn't. It really uh, definitely ebbed and flowed. But coming out against against the odds, with the odds, with some really good results against some really good coaches, I was I was really happy with that. And of course, not not putting a loss in the column as well was was great. But then we had a good night out. Although some of us did. But what happened to you, David? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be along in a minute. You and Jimmy. We're all going. As <laughs> soon as we left, it was turning each other like, nah. Well, no, it, was, it literally was as well. Uh, you and, old man. Yeah, damn right. You old, well, old man. Why would I want to go out with you? I turned up and the first thing you said to me is, why the hell are you wearing a jumper? <laughs> it, was, it was a warm night and you're wearing a thick woolly jumper and we're expecting to go to Pop-Tart, Pop-Tarts, Pop World. Right? And uh, it's you, like that you, is not the right appropriate address. You do not want to be sweating your tits off unnecessarily in Pot World. Yeah, you, you say we were supposed to be going to Pot World, but I had no intention of going to Pot World, and I've said this to everybody beforehand. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause, what? Because you're too cool for school? No, because I can't handle me no. drunk, and I can't stay out late. Oh come on! It, it, it's an experience. It's an experience. You didn't want to take anybody else with you too, anyway. No, I no. The only reason we, <laughs> I got, I, I, I was, I was, hang on, hang on. I was supposed to go in. I was supposed to go in, but the queue was too long. So, oh, she goes, right, we'll go beautiful Garfi at the pub. Goes, I went, oh, we're going back. No, no, you beauty. And there it was, Mecca. I will make it up to Dean. I, I will. Yeah, me, breaking in. me and Jimmy were sat there. You all guys were all like, "We'll go," and we were like, "Right, okay, we're just finished with drinks. We're just finished with drinks." And you were like, "And we were like, yeah, we'll be along in a minute." And literally, the moment you walked out the door, we looked at each other and went, "Nah." <laughs> it was like, yeah, nah. right. I can't wait for Block Around the Clock to come back and seeing what you're like at uh, like four o'clock in the morning. I see. I won't do Block Around the Clock. I went to a midnight. Oh. I, I come along and play a few games during the day, but I went to a midnight pre-release for Magic and I, I didn't have a mm. drink or anything and I got home at three, four o'clock in the morning and I basically felt the next day like I'd been drinking all night. I felt like shit. And ever since then, I haven't done any overnight event. Uh, but this is why you power through it. You power through it and then this I, I don't, moment of like, I, pure... I mean, Nirvana happens at about four o'clock in the morning. It's amazing. I, I, when I think I've done the midnight pre-release with uh, Coward Daddy, and it is rough doing that. But I think it's a bit different when you're at the same location for twenty-four hours. I think it's a, a lot better than like then going going to a place at midnight, doing a whole like card event until like four in the morning, and having to go back home. Yeah. I think it's uh, it'd be a lot better being in the same place. I get uh, that. It is nice because where we played last time, last couple of times, it's been a beautiful venue in the park, the bowling um, clubs like sort of clubhouse sort of thing. Okay, so my round four. So this is against someone we've met before. It was Lord of Snoptown. If you remember, they went oh, yes. with like 500 yeah. Kaz at Ned. Was this, was this with his corn? It was with yeah. his corn as well. Oh, this God, was beast with them. Yeah. So, I mean, I was really looking forward to it after seeing them do so well at Ned. I, I honestly wasn't let down. It was, I lost 1-0, which I was very happy with, considering uh, I lost, I, they got six casualties against me. So, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I lost the gutter runner. 
Um, so basically, I, I, I don't think I played awfully well as well. My troll got sort of pushed through onto the back of their pack. So the yeah. only friendship I could give it was by moving the gutter runner back because I had the gutter runner sat in the backfield waiting to be tossed the ball just to run in a score whenever I could get hold of it. Um, so I, I was using the gutter runner to come in and then the troll decided to go stupid for two turns in a row. I mean, the first turn, the gutter runner was hit well, it was stupid and managed to survive. You know, it took six dice against him and didn't die, which was nice. But then the next turn, he did. So I lost my gutter runner, my two-headed gutter runner, which was felt that. And then my blitzer went as well. My thrower went by the start of the second half. So I, I kind of ran out of ball carriers and I didn't want to really pick the ball up. But again, the fact that I managed to hold off and, and only get a 1-0 loss, I was quite ha- happy with. And I think if the gutter runner had stayed on, I might have actually had a chance at the draw, to be perfectly honest. Because the thing is, with the corn, you can actually move them. They're quite easy to move away from each other using their frenzy against them because they just want to hit you. Um, he didn't add uh, much block on his squad either, I was quite surprised by. There was a bit of garden things in there and some might blow, but there wasn't that much block. I would have thought that was a, a necessity, really, with corn. But yeah. Well, how many re I think he had the four again. Yeah, that probably explains why, because I think the four re-rolls help with him, like, going, okay, I'm not going to take block, I'm just going to and just uh, rely on the on the re-rolls just in case like, he gets the both down skull. Yeah, no, no, it's fair, it's fair. But yeah, that was a fantastic game, that was. He was really good, very good player. Yeah, lost 1-0, so that put me to two draws and two losses. Going into day two of round four, played against Big Red. They were playing Woodies. Nothing too interesting about the build, it's just a typical given the catcher's block and the war dancers get like strip ball or something like that, mighty blow maybe. But the best thing that happened during the match was my luck, because my opponent has some abysmal dice rolls. <laughs> and when they finally did get a breakthrough, they were able to get the ball carrier to the war dancer with the ball. They were able to break through my lane, just a couple of dodges through uh, some noblers. And he got like about three or four squares away from a touchdown zone. And then my turn, first thing I do, Ogre picks up the noblar, is, oh, cracks him dead on. Noblar lands into the wood elf, stuns him, and the ball lands. And still in a dangerous position, but I'm able to recover it for Noblar, run next to Anoga. Also to mention, stay a pair of hands was the one that picked it up. So the following turn, the Wood Elves did not come down, but he just sidestepped and put the ball next to another Ogre, and he couldn't recover it from there and just absolutely bashed the hell out of his team, scoring on his drive. And I did foul the War Dancer off, yes, and then in comes, in comes second half. We had rolled the weather at the start of the game, of course. It was sweltering heat. So the Ooh. end of the first drive, I had... Three players go off. It would all noblazo, so my luck was very good there. And the one player that went off for him was the final war dancer. Oh, so in the morning. From there, he could not even touch me. I mean, it's like I made just a cage of ogres. He came. He tried to come towards me as best as he could, really trying to get in there and dodge, and didn't work. Even then, I must save pair of hands noblazo. So if he did, it wouldn't matter. I would just sidestep and then put it in between at least two ogres. And I was just able to bash my way up and score 2-0. There's nothing really much my opponent could have done. I, they just had abysmal dice rolls. And when they did finally get some, I just got lucky and just cracked his ball carrier for Noblo. <laughs> which is I brilliant. Like, yeah, I do like that. So, um, start of day two, so game four, I came up against Maid of Welsh with his Chaos Chosen team. This game, I... Uh, was definitely the hardest of them all. Definitely. Um, 
not just as I lost a lot of players um, at the start of the game, which made it quite very difficult going forward. He scored on my drive, played it very well. Uh, hats off to him. And um, all the, the strength four, we had the minotaur. The tree man just couldn't couldn't do enough to hold off all of the strength, and um, it it really was a struggle as the the players started to get taken off the pitch. I really struggled to to move forwards with the ball and find a way of keeping the cage safe. It, it was almost impossible, really. There was a lot that the chaos actually was was built very well. I had a lot of options, a lot of the, the strength, the minotaur. There was so much to think about in the game. So he scored on my drive. On his drive, um, I managed to sack the ball. The, the agility halfling managed to, to sack the ball. He picked up the ball and dodged, made some silly dodges, you know, obviously making the two plus with the plus agility, which was insane all tournament. But this game was really just one of those ones where it really, really showed up. He picked up the ball in, in I think, one or two tackle zones. He dodged his way out to the tree man who flew through him down the field. Um, and he was far enough away for him not to be blitzed. Um, so then he sat there for a turn and scored the neck. I then gave, that then gave me the Welsh two turns. But unfortunately for me, on the kickoff table, we rolled timeout. So he got an extra turn. And I think I, I had two tree man and I think I had like three or four half ends on the pitch. It was a massive struggle. I managed to, to hold him out, stall a little bit on him making that quick drive forward for the three turn but at the end he managed a, a really good play of dodging out picking up the ball running making a handoff and then making a pass the catch and then the double gfi and and scored to make it 2-1 so that put my first loss in the column on day two and it, you know a reflection it was a great game i don't think there's much more different i could have done and um, with the players dwindling i was more unfortunate just to get that time out, um, which gave them the extra turn, because I think without that, I would have held the 1-1. One, one. To be honest, even even without the time out, I was very lucky to get my touchdown. So, you know, you can you, you can make what you will of that. Of, of I, I had a lot of luck in, in even scoring one touchdown. I, I, it was a fair result, um, I, I felt. It was, it, it was a fair defeat. And now, Pio, it's time for the game. Oh, this is exciting, listeners. <laughs> I... What happened, Cow Daddy? Please do tell. Before you tell, let's remind our listeners what we said was the worst skill in the world. What was the worst new skill, Cow Daddy? I can't remember, but I think it was this one. So anyway, it was against High Elves, obviously. Uh, against uh, My opponent was called Ruffrey. R-A-U-G-H-R-E-I. So Ruffrey. Something like that. Anyway, so as much as I don't want to talk about this one, if I'm honest, but it was a good game. My opponent played well. I made some mistakes, sadly, which left gaps for sacks, etc., which was a bit annoying. And then I felt I brought it all back to a point where there was only a play of pure, nuffle, brutalizing brilliance could stop me getting the draw. So my opponent manages to get the ball to the thrower. So basically, the, the ball's gone deep. I've managed to actually bring my players round and get in around the ball to stop them. Now it's near turn 16. I've just had my turn 16. I've managed to block off the ball. The ball's in um, 
in two, sorry, tackle zones. The thrower runs in. It was a four-plus dodge in, four-plus pickup. Then there was a three-plus dodge out. They had to go for it and then go for it again. And that just managed to get the thrower into long bomb range. And I mean, literally, it was the last square to be a long bomb to a player down, obviously, in my end of the pitch. So I think it was a five-plus to get it. So he rolls it. He gets the five-plus, which is fine. But I have the chance at an interception. So I roll. I get the six. I did it. I was absolutely loving it until my opponent turned around and said, yes, but I have Cloudburster. Uh, so you have to re-roll the interference, which I rolled a two. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's amazing. It was one of the highlights of my blood rolling career. It really oh, was. my God. I'm like, so, like, I'm so sad I missed, missed out on seeing that in person, even though I was like sitting... I came over. Over. I like came. I walked over just. I kept, walked over just at the right moment because Cowdery hit. The moment I walked over, Cowdery had intercepted it. Yeah. Or I got the, the interference, game. so I was like, "It doesn't yeah, matter if I catch. Doesn't matter if I catch this interference. You're not getting it." And he's like, "Ahem, cloudburst." cloudburst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh my oh. god, you got to be kidding I, me! So I, yes, I, 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 without a word of a lie, I saw the colour drain from David's face because <laughs> he went, "Okay," and then I think you rolled a one. No, it was a two. You? Yeah, I rolled a oh, two. It was a two. It was a two, and I was like, "Oh." Okay, he's still gonna make. Was it a five plus pass or something like that? No, he made the, he made the pass already. Oh, he made the pass. Oh, had he? Oh no, it's the other way around now, isn't it? Either no, no, way, it's the other he, way he, did, he did make the pass, so he made the pass. You always, you always, you always intercept first, and then yeah. you jump it. But yeah. He made the pass. And then he made the catch and then he just ran in and scored. And I was like, oh my God, that's a 2-1 loss. It's a fucking cloudburster. Should go down in in like a Guinness World Record or something? First person that loses a cloudburster? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Oh, dear God. It was... But you know, I really thought I had. I really thought I had him. The way I'd, I'd managed to get to the ball, clear it up. I had so many tackle zones on. It was ridiculous. But yes, that was a very good game. That was very enjoyable. Round five. I play against Jackal. Uh, Jackal was playing Necromantic and had actually won the award for best painted team. And I have to say, oh, they, they were gorgeous. Oh I God. came over and saw God. it. My gosh. Oh. Like, it makes me feel like I just spit painted my miniatures. Yeah, tell I, me I, about I, it. I, I feel like I have to apologize for my team. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. no, they, they were gorgeous. For those of you who weren't there, uh, who didn't see them, they were a beautiful sort of dark blue, but highlighted up like it looked like something out of a horror movie from the, the midnight sort of scene where they're going through the grave. It was fabulous. Oh, they were like, just so well The done. attention to detail, the attention to detail was unbelievable. And he was a nice guy as well. Yeah, he was absolutely yeah. lovely. Um, and like not not just to mention like the main like the team itself, but also the sideline stuff were just absolutely amazing. I loved the little like miniatures he had. For him, he had like a guy with like a little like hourglass. He had a guy with a guitar, and it just looked all really just amazing, just absolutely amazing. Like the thing is with the um, so, with with the tournaments we go to, there are a lot of good painters, like yourself included, Pierre. There are a lot of fantastic painters, but seeing the painting competition at UK. KTC was another level. It was unbelievable. So there's like, yeah. some of those yeah. guys must yeah. have been professional put, it basically it put, ridiculous. It was basically like it felt like a national global best painted oh, they, um, they, award. It was and incredible. Having been at the first UKTC and up to now, obviously the first one was pretty much you said there was some good paint jobs there, but now I just I don't know what's happened. It's like they're literally getting heavy metal painters turning up and just displaying them because they are 
like I have a theory. Real. What the fuck have Blood Bowl players done for the last two years in lockdown, apart from try and play on Fumble or Blood Bowl Two? They've watched YouTube videos on how to paint. That's well, what they've done. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing. Can I just make a note of the people in our league who, who I think is whose painting has come on? Sean, Sean. Have you seen Sean's painting? Oh, like his vampires. Although yes. he did crap with them last season, they looked pretty. Yeah, really, really good. And then like the other Sean as well, his painting's coming on along. So then how positive is that code? <laughs> apart from the fact when Dean gave it to everyone at UK <laughs> Yeah. Apart apart Little from me for there, some uh, reason. Uh, I'm I'm immune. I didn't get it. I did not get it. I, so. I I think I might have done, but I didn't ever know for certain. But I you know, it, you know Well I spent the last last day with uh, a sore throat. Um, could barely talk and everything. Everyone's like, oh, do the test, do the test. And I said, I will, as soon as I get home, I'll do the test. So we get home and then we get the thing going, oh, I've got COVID, I'm doing the test. And I'm like, nope. Two days later, still nope. A week later, still no. Nah, I've just, I'm immune. I am immune. It's that simple. I'm immune. I'll get everything else, but I'm immune from okay. that. So, carrying on my round five, though, after gushing about Jackal's amazing team, uh, <laughs> I think during that match, I don't know if I want to, I think I want to save this, this for later. This might be the tell me the odds. All right. Because I think I had one of the best kick teammates I've ever had. <laughs> which I, I was yeah. saying short, completely collapsed one side of a cage and allowed me to pick up the ball and uh, and threaten something with it. But it was absolutely amazing. So I'm going to leave that for tell me the odds because it was just absolutely incredible. But um, I really instilled the fear of kick teammate for a teammate. It, re- it was a man. My opponent was like, <sighs> he took it very well, considering how he lucky did. I got. He, he did look broken, though. <laughs> he did look, he was very broken at how ridiculous the kicking for a teammate were, though, during that match. I got absolutely, I got really lucky bashing his team. Like, very lucky injury. I got nine cars or something, during, or something ridiculous. I got a massive yeah. amount of cars during that match. To be fair, he did regenerate most of Actually, all of his regens worked other than one, which was a werewolf, I think. But besides that, that was on the first drive. It was um, my opponent's drive. Kicked the mace and just to be flubbed up the offense, I feel. I think I got overconfident with how much I did beat down a, his team. I uh, made a silent cage, just trying to move up the side, my usual. But then the uh, flash goal was a good job standing firm and just not getting stunned. And bloody wraiths. Wraiths are annoying. Oh, oh yeah, they are. <laughs> bonehead, foul appearance. I need to do a bonehead, foul appearance. And then they have sidestep, block, and guard. He had gave them guard. So it's just like, if I punch them, they're going to get into my cage. And if I, if I try and punch them, I might have a chance of boneheading or just not hitting them at all. And if you try to blitz them, I have the same issue. But if I, do, if I blitz them, it'll keep my player there and the blitz is just gone. So it's really, really rough. So my opponent played, Jackal played very, very well defensively to stop me from scoring. I do have to contribute me not doing well on the offense because for three turns, one of my yoga's boneheaded when he was on the front lines and then another one next to him boneheaded for another two turns. So, so I was playing with four ogres essentially for about um, two of those turns, which was, I think, really slowed down the offense and I couldn't I couldn't get there with throwing an oblong. I couldn't get away with dodging an ogre and handing the ball off to another ogre, which I did try to do. So the game ended as a, a nil-nil. Things I would have done differently would definitely play more aggressively in that situation. I played way too cautiously. Play more aggressively. Shippers, when I turned over, you had three players on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, you had a few more than that. How could you remember Shippers' game, but not your own? Well, yeah, I, can remember, I, 
I can remember bit. I can remember my games. I just can't remember the order they came in. And I remember bits of you know the, the highlights. Like the highlight for me with the Elf game was the fact that I turned what could have been a two nil loss into a one all draw because I managed to knock out his Blitzer, who let's not forget has sidestep and could have been really annoying and still managed to go from the back end of my pitch and march it beautifully up it was they, they were uh, blocking ogres are one of blood bowl's pleasures they really they are. are they are they're and like a forbidden fruit they are like a forbidden fr- a forbidden what, fruit. No? like in the goblin game yeah, I, all right, I'm, I'm having drinks. Forbidden fruit. Um, but it's also like in the Goblin game, I managed to take out his chainsaw and Fnatic quite quickly, which made me feel very relaxed. But obviously, <laughs> when you've got a pogo who's got the ball, he can just go anywhere. He's, it's like, I can't stop this. There's no way I can stop. They, they, you cannot defend with an ogre team against a pogo. You can't, Real, realistically, because it just goes up to your ogre, bounces over him, and then just like dodges through from because he did the same thing as um, James and gave a plus one edge to his pogo, which is really, really scary. Yeah, that seems yeah. very good. So game five, I played against Gruff and I played against his ogre team. Now I knew this one would be very, very interesting game indeed. As he the halflings having the up strength of the lovers, but then him having the more strength five. So it was very interesting, that stunty on stunty. But I managed to win that one 2-1. I scored on my drive. He then received the ball second half, scored very quickly. He was more forced to. There was one turn I actually decided not to go for. I can't remember which way. I think actually he received first and scored because I remember on the kickoff I elected not to go for the one turn and because the ball dropped much further back and it was much worse odds and I didn't have any re-rolls at this point. So I just tried to go for some damage and I ended up chipping off two augers, <laughs> which was a massive and absolutely ju- like just unbelievable turning point in the game to get two augers off straight away. And that point made the game so much easier on me, my favour. I think he had three augers on the pitch in the second half. I did receive second half, actually. I scored very quickly for that particular reason that I knew we didn't have the augers on the pitch anymore to make a really good drive out of it. And I knew I'd be able to hold them with the trees. So he received the ball and he just didn't have the players on the pitch. It was kind of a bit of a reverse of my previous game. Um, and then I ran down um, the agility path I managed to pick up the ball and score to make it 2-1 to me. And it was the first victory. And coming off the defeat, definitely put the put the win back in your seals. You get back behind it for the final game. Um, but it, it was a great game, actually. We really enjoyed it and... And to be fair to him, he was really unlucky with with the amount of orgas that went off the pitch. And but he he took it well. It was it was a really great game, giving a bit more confidence back with the win, getting the first win, and um, moving on to the final game. So my final round was against a player called Cookie, and it was against Snotlings. So yeah, this was this was good. I uh, I, I did another draw. Uh, I scored four casualties. They scored five. It was one all. And I swear to God, though. Those bombers are just lethal now. I don't know what it is that's made them so... I didn't used to care about them in 2016, but in this Snotling team and also in the Goblins, they're just ridiculous how how easy they seem to be able to target and hit you now. Uh, yeah, so I lost... I think I lost my guts around a turn two to a bomber. Um, oh, the funny thing was we both had biased ref, uh, so it was kind of like... 
it didn't matter. Obviously, if either of us were fouled, you could still roll to see if they can get sent off, even if they wrote roll doubles, which is hilarious. Neither of us were fouling, even though you could see we both wanted to. We were kind of like just sat there staring at pieces on the ground going, but then I thought, oh, screw it. And I started fouling. And I think I fouled twice in like over two turns. And the first one, I didn't, uh, nothing happened, but then he rolled and he got five. So he got the sending off. This is with my uh, sneaky gear as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, crap. So I obviously rolled to argue the uh, toss, and I got a five. So he stayed on, argue the call. So I was like, oh, there you go. Brilliant. So he stays on anyway. And then exactly the same same, uh, same thing happened the next turn. So I, I stamped on someone. My opponent then rolled a uh, five or a six. I then rolled a five or a six, and it just carried on like that for a while. It was great. But yeah. Bias ref versus bias ref is quite amusing because you're, we'll you're, um, you're terrified of fouling. I swear to God, it's just absolutely terrifying. We'll say on about your your bomber points. That's I found the bomber to be amazing when we did um charity ball with the mercenaries because it's made a bomber but a mercenary. It did it did work for me. It's surprising how good it is. Yeah, I never used to be that scared of a bomber when I was going up against goblins or something like that in 2016 rule set. I don't know what's changed about them. I honestly don't, but. They just seem so much easier to. Nothing. Oh. Nothing's really changed my point. He just—they are just hit and miss, isn't it? They—they're brilliant when they work, but when they don't, and they go horribly, horribly wrong. They're the same old bomber. So they're, fair enough. They're good. They're fun, but the bombers always have been that bit of chaos. And isn't there some? When you used to be able to catch the ball, did you used to be able to just catch it, or did it always go off if you rolled a four plus? You could catch it. No, you could always catch it. Yeah. Yeah, but did so it go off when you catch it, or did no, you just you, get chance to throw it back? It, it would just be like. You'd caught it, and then you got to throw it. Yeah. Well, now it goes off. No. Yeah. Not necessarily. You've got to roll a it dice. Does. And it it's does. 50, yeah. Fifty-fifty if it goes yeah. off when you catch it. Oh well, that, well, that what makes it quite it. scary. Yeah, it does make it quite scary. Yeah. Which is that's what? why Bomber Dribble's not. It's supposed to be like quite nasty. Yeah, because he'll just let it go off anyway. But yeah, that, no, that was fantastic. Uh, so yeah, my first UKTC. So going on around six, though, um, I play against a lovely fella called Fugster. He's playing orcs, which is something I was very worried about playing against. It was a typical orc build as well, so blocking the big ends, so guard, mighty blow, here and there, pretty pretty standard stuff. It was a really, really fun match. I believe it was my drive first, and I did the typical thing of silent cage and walking up with some ogres. However, I did get a bit too excited with um, Yorks coming towards me because I was sort of made up a block, just a massive, just <laughs> look like a city block of both teams just sort of pushing and against each other and whatnot. And my opponent positioned extremely well, was able to chain push two ogres off in, uh, in back-to-back turns, which forced me to, yeah, which forced me to, in the end, having to chuck a knoblaw over his um, defensive lines and just ru- run him in given him two turns left to score on the first half. And then it was the kickoff event that turned the that gave him an extra turn. Oh yeah, so he had three. Yeah, yeah. So he had three turns to score and that was really uh, that put the sweat on because my opponent's putting um putting real pressure on the offense there. However, thanks to thanks to the crowd being looking very kindly on the yogas, they didn't actually injure them, they just put them in reserves. So once I had scored, I got all six ogres back, or nice. back to six ogres. So I was able to sort of just get in the way, slap them about a bit, injure orc lineman, whatever, and stop him from scoring on his uh, free turns. So then kicking to him, 
for the second half. It was a bit rough for Yogas at first. But the first three turns are going pretty much as expected. Orcs um, cage up. I was I was trying to put my ogres in the way, a bunch of strength five pieces, block what I can, and the orcs put down, put enough players to try and distract two ogres to one side. So I was playing four ogres for the most part. And um, defense was I think was boneheaded uh, in one turn. Sorry, so yeah, that was that was a, a very very exciting turn for me, which allowed uh, my opponent just to completely breeze through, put the cage really deep in my in my side of the pitch and uh, I'd try my damnedest to get uh, into the cage and whatnot. and I was I did give a very good attempt I was around it was turn 6 no the push through my line defense was turn 5 turn 6 I blitzed an ogre hit one of the cage uh, corners the cage pushing in and then I had another ogre out of desperation the run punt of the hero himself bend it like Beckham kick the knobbler he drifts he drifts hits the ball carrier dead on got us into <laughs> your luck your luck with throw teammates and kicking kick teammates teammate. it's, it's, kick just, teammate. it's just insane so the knobbler lands on York with the ball and then he lands on York in the other corner of the cage and then he hits my hand and then scattered right in front of the um, thrower who had the ball and the ball then scattered in my opponent's favour I think it was um, next to one or two orcs I can't remember exactly wasn't able to break off for the greater good of Nuffle so that really put the sweat on my opponent doing, just doing my damn my damn duty uh, UKTC trying to do that he was able to recover the ball and then he stalled it until turn seven yeah turn seven and I tried to dodge an, orc, an ogre out to base the ball carrier or like like blitz to try and base but he failed the dodge unfortunately allowing my opponent to blitz knobla and score and then finally i believe it was a final turn for myself he kicked towards me he did a really deep kick so wait you're basically I had to try and pick up the ball on turn 16 of game six of uktc looking for a one-turn touchdown to win a throw yeah. team makes a win and yeah so it was a really deep kick it was basically it at my touchdown line uh, Noblar tried to pick it up. He picked it up, tried to throw it to another Noblar, because the reason I was using the throw was to that I got kick teammate. Mm-hmm. So had to try and maximise the range. He failed the throw, you know, uh-huh. and there was a one-one uh, draw in the end. But it was a fun. It was a really, really, really good game. My opponent played really well, and it was a real, really good sport as well. Uh, but like ideally, him. what the play was going to be at the end was a pick up from Noblar, a throw to the other Noblar, catch. Run over, hand off to another knobloch who's next to my run punter, and uh, and then try try the classic one turner. Kick do the them, do the kick them over, <laughs> land and score. But in the end of the end of um, the two days, I went two wins and four draws of ogres, which I'm extremely happy with. You should be. That's very. I did good. not lose a match, which um, that was my aim. I think so, it just. I think it just goes to prove. Static. How awesome ogres are! Because yes, I lost the game, but that was what the game where I lost three ogres in the first half, and I still, you know, I felt nearly had a draw. Ogres are just amazing. Look at the if you look at the stats of where on the stunty teams, ogres were the best stunty team overall, weren't they? I think so. Uh, and then the second one was definitely goblins. Yeah, oh yeah, well, uh, had to be goblins. <laughs> with the uh, there, it's always going to be up there, isn't it? Like I said, with the the build you could get with the agility plus, yeah, that guy that guy is phenomenal with goblins. He really is, and I think if if you ever want a masterclass, if you are online or anything else, just find him. Um, but if you watch his games because 
that his greatest tactic is he uses the weapons, but then manages to retreat them or cover them up again so you can't yeah. get to them. So there's a constant threat. He knows it's full movement of the ball and chain. God, he uses that to an amazing advantage. And he's just like, like an absolute surgeon with them. Yeah. I mentioned that um, final places for me in UKTC overall, I came 80th, which I'm like, like absolutely over good. with. Of yeah. August. When so. I won the Stunty Cup with them, I came 50th, and that's wow, quite that's, scary. Yeah. yeah. And your Luger, um, as we've been giving him a shout out, he got 18th of Goblins, which is insane. I, that's what I mean. He's that good. 18th. Yeah. 18th in that with that many people. It's just amazing. And um, yeah. I came fourth for the Stunty Cup as well, mm. which was nice. Fourth loser. Mind. Fourth loser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, third loser. Third loser. Well, you get an extra point because it's you, Shippers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, I, if I did win the um, last match, I uh, would have been second, which would be uh, horrifying. And if I died to competition, I could have yeah, won yeah. the whole thing. I, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, you had a really good tournament. I was really impressed. I did, yeah, I was I'm very pleased. over the moon about this. Game six, I played against Greed Smith. We made our way back up into... Um, the room with the top tables um, on our stunty team. And I was a very proud captain at that moment. Very proud. With all stunties, it, it was fantastic. To be honest, the whole team played so, so well. We really did. We got some fantastic results between us. But I played against Dark Elves last. And I, I must say, this was probably the best I thought I had played all tournament, um, which was a shame that it was the last game. But I felt like after that win, that really got the confidence going. And just, yeah, I, I, personally, that was probably the best Blood Bowl that I played all tournaments. Um, I won 2-1 in that game and got the team the win um, with my win, which was fantastic. It was a really good game. And again, to, to come out on the higher tables against Dark Elves, it was fantastic. At first half, I received and... Oh, no, so, First half, um, they elected to receive, and of course, they, they scored on their drive. However, I spent the drive, they, 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 they did a quick elf, you know, kind of just make a run for the end zone and sit in, sit in the corner and stall it out, which I was totally fine with. My Actually, my tactic was I, I had no interest in even trying going for the ball. I was just knocking players down, getting as many down as possible, and fouling, and fouling, and fouling, <laughs> and it... It really worked. It really did. I think I had about four kills. I had like one cas. Unfortunately, of course, as 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 Nuffle loves, you work hard for that, and then he got all the kills back anyways in the second half. But we we did the same game plan again. Managed to score very quickly, and then managed to sack the ball going again, and um and score my second. So it it was again just one game where well the the agility halfling managed his uh, one turn actually in that one, which was. Actually, believe it or not, I think that was one of the first times that I actually managed to score a one turn. Um, I'd gone for it a few times and landed like one square out. I think it happened twice on day one. But yeah, it was one where he finally got it. In all overview, absolutely loved every minute, every second of every game that I played. Thank you to all the coaches that I played. I loved playing every single one of his. The great thing about UKTC is playing people from all different areas you know what I was playing people from 
you know, all across the country, which was absolutely fantastic because it's it's not often you get an opportunity to do that. But yeah, thank you to everyone that I played. That that final game, the final two wins and coming out after that was definitely it felt it felt really good leaving the tournament like that. As much as I wanted to carry on after that last game and playing feeling like I played as well as I did. Um you always want to continue the momentum as it starts to pick up off the, the two wins. But you know it it was a great way to end, actually. And of course, um, Yud Lagar on our team winning the Stunty Cup. We had an amazing team. All everyone, proud of everyone. It was such a fun tournament. So fun. So if if anyone saw the Pirates, then that was us. Uh, but yeah, we uh, knocked it out the park. Really, really did. And I think we finished about 31st overall with a full 20 t- Stunty team, which just incredible. Um, it really is, and it shows the strength in you know in the GBBL of of stunty players. It just shows the strength that we have. Fantastic tournament! Thank you, Bren. Thank you, everyone I played, and of course, thank you to Captain Morgan's stunty goals. That, so yeah. overall, UKCC first one. Was I've got to say, mind? so good, just so good. Oh, I love it. Yeah. What, what were you going to say really there, cool. Pio? You can see it was just. I was agree with you. It was amazing. No, no, but what were you actually going to say? Because it seemed like you messed it up halfway through. Humongous. No, humongous <laughs> success was what I was going to say. Oh, right. But then you, you talking, and I'm trying to be polite and let you finish. So it's not like, like you. No, I will not talk. I know. I'm trying. To, it's a new me. I'm, I was trying to make sure that you had your moment. Obviously, you just edit me out anyway. If you just don't like what I say, I'll just change it. It's it, you know, it, it's a power I have. I like it. Uh, overall. Honestly, apart from taking the Apo, I'm not sure I'd change anything. So I'd drop a bribe and take the Apo. Yeah, I think the Apo is important because the good use of an Apo at a tournament is to keep people on the pitch. So if you get a knockout, you go, no, Apo, okay, stay on. That, that, it's a key, it surprises people when you do that, but you never people save the Apo. Like, you know, in leagues when they save them for the best players. I do. No, no, no. Just use it straight away. Just use it because you never know what's going to happen. Later on, and it's better to have people on the pitch than not. And it's true. Well, this is what I'm thinking now. So for for CCC coming up, I'm going to take mm-hmm. one bribe. I'm going to take an apo as well, and I'm going to use them in that way. So if any of my so basically what I'm looking at is me thrower, me blitzer, me gutter runner, or my troll. If any of them get hit or to KO or anything, I'm just going to use the apo straight away. Um, I mean, not so much the troll, I suppose, because they got regeneration as well. So if they do go off, I've got a chance, but. I think I'll just go with the Apo on the other straight away just to keep them on. Yeah, but regen's 50-50, isn't it, though? So you never know. I know, but the troll isn't, like, I wouldn't miss the troll as much as I would the others, so I'm not sure I would with the troll. Depends on the game, who I'm playing, but yeah. Yeah. sounds like you're saving the Apo for the gutter or the the Skaven Blitzer. Blitzer, Or the thrower, to be honest. Or the thrower, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that being able to pick the ball up is fantastic. Is, is necessary, I should say, rather. Yeah, but, I mean, overall, I must admit, I am quite disappointed with the way I played. I made a lot of mistakes over the weekend. I mean, it's my first, apart from Geordie Bowl, which I wasn't really... I mean, I took Skaven to Geordie Bowl, and I was just basically... I don't think I was really trying very hard, if you know what I mean. Whereas at this one, I was kind of trying quite hard. Not full-on try-hard, but I was, you know, trying to win. I think I made a lot of mistakes, so I was a bit disappointed. It, it makes a difference. I, I do think, and this is why I'm looking forward to CCC, team events are good because, yeah, if you have a bad game, you've got your other teammates to rely on you, but it does make you concentrate harder. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because you, it's not just, well, it's just me having a laugh. It's like, no, 
my team need me. Especially when you start getting towards the top and the pressure starts mounting up. So, God help me, because at CCC, I'm with Martin and Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, There'll be no pressure there, will there? No, no pressure there. We're going. We're going back again with the uh, the same team, apart from obviously Dean's had to drop out of something, so he's dropped Aww. out of this. But we're we're swapping in with Summers, so you know. Well, yeah. Not substituting. Substituting. Yeah, it's not Substitute too bad. Hugs. Not, not too Substitute bad. hugs. Summers <laughs> is very good with his hugs. I'll give him that. Uh, I have a goal for next year now. Of course, already signed up for next year. So have a goal. Yeah. What's your goal? I think we all are, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. Uh, so I'm. I'm doing the crazy wrestle thing. Are you in the wrestle team, are you? I didn't realise. Yes. You are. I'm in the wrestle team. So basically, I'm going to be dressed up like Ultimate Warrior. You going the as whole Warrior? Oh, no, I've, I've seen, I've seen um, Adam's, Adam's mask already. Right. And the thing is, he's nicked, he's nicked Imperial Nobility. And he's got a really good full wrestle team with that. And, he's like, and I thought, I thought for some reason, I forgot you have to take all different teams, don't you, at UKTC? Yeah. So I was like, bugger, because I was going <laughs> to... Okay, so I'll, I will come up with some sort of wrestling like nightmare for people. Wrestle ogres? Well, no. please no. <laughs> <laughs> please. Wrestle ogres, I'm telling you. Man. Well, there it, you go. Iron- ironically, my first ogre team I ever did, I converted you know, the, the ogres you got in the box set for War- Warhammer and put little bandanas on them. So May got sort of green stuff, put bandanas on them and painted them as Hulk Hogan and it was amazing. Oh, I had red Pio. bandanas, I had yellow bandanas, it Pio. was awesome. I think we're gonna have to have a chat because I reckon I could print you Earthquake, Typhoon, Andre the Giant. Uh, shit. Get out of town. I reckon I could we could find <laughs> them, surely. Okay, okay. Uh, right. Jake the Snake, okay, maybe. You... <gasps> oh, okay. we're gonna have to have a look now, aren't we, and try and find right, some. You're... I, even if I can just get a few of them as re-roll counters, I mean, my God, I love you. Oh, it, no, just imagine that if we can get all of your noblers as the Ultimate Warrior. Oh, no, I can't take, I can't take Ogres as a wrestler. I can't, I can't, I can't. I, you, I can't. you can. I, I could, I could. No, no, stop <laughs> it, stop it. Stop it now. I mean, to be fair, you could paint up quite a nice Norse team as Ultimate Warriors, couldn't you? So you could do a, oh. an Ultimate Warrior Norse team. So you could go Norse wrestle. Yeah, I could do, but oh, just I've got you got me thinking now. Right, I'll come back to you. I will find something. <laughs> I, I've got. To, if you can find me the miniatures, you can send me a picture of the miniatures. That's it. I'm hooked. And right. I'm pick I'll, a team. I'll, I'll look and find something. I'll find something. And I will go for best painted with them at all. So I'll, I'll do me at utmost to try and make them look. Oh, you can make it. You can make a ring. You can have some flying <laughs> through the air. This could be the podcast team effort. <laughs> right. I don't think that's allowed for UKTC because you've got to play no, no, you've no, got to be the person no, no 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 hear me out you print the miniatures yeah mm-hmm. I paint them Shippers makes me a diorama with some dry eye coming out from work <laughs> yeah, from work right so you put them on I have the music playing and the speakers underneath we have the dry ice coming out billowing out onto the pitch I think that'd be amazing yeah do you know what that does sound pretty damn good Oh, this is it now. I've got to have to pick a team. Right, listeners, if you can think of a team where... I i mean, humans, humans. Humans would be a good one, wouldn't it? Humans is a bit boring, though. Oh, yeah, yeah pretty, I'm, pretty I'm still thinking you should be ogres, personally. No, I can't I can't be ogres again. I, 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 not when I've got wrestle. Sorry, I'm just having a bit of a 
thought there. I'm fairly certain you can make a, or do a dry ice effect with a fire extinguisher. All right, I'm not getting thrown at yeah. KTC by using the fire extinguishers just for the effect of You'll each map. Put it in a bag. Just let it rip. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> just as you walk into the, the uh, hall for your first game, Pierre. Oh, well, while, P- while Pio's <laughs> presenting the team, get some, get some uh, smoke going around them, real entrance. Oh, thinking flashing lights. Flashing lights. The, the microphone. Someone get cow daddy can run on and hit me with a chair. We'll get Dean to do it in we'll a theater shouting, This is for Pop World on um, office chairs and a rolling desk. The thing is, though, <laughs> Dean, the, the, it would just end up with me just cuddling Dean. I saw the professional wrestling, isn't it? No, oh, <laughs> not when you can smell what the BO's cooking. Just, oh. I, I just imagine all the hate mail I'm about to get now. This, this is coming from a man who actually does judo, which is basically just hugging, by the way. But never mind. Um, you do, I didn't know you did judo. Well, I haven't for a while, which is why I'm at 20 stone. But yes, I, I, I did <laughs> judo. I, I, I loved it, me. Brilliant. What belt did you get to? Uh, orange, me second time round. I did it when I was younger, and then I started again when I was 36. And then I obviously I stopped um, due to basically work when I was about 30. Nine, yeah. How old are you, cow daddy? I'm 42. I'm a young 42. 42 years young. Yeah. 42 years young. You want to see if I shave off my beard? I look like a baby. (laughs) A baby without a jawline. It's fantastic. Yeah. Moving on. So. (laughs) Uh, So, like, obviously, like I said, I I did try quite hard at Underworld because my Underworld ranking on the NAF website had been going up because obviously my. Um, good results at Ned and also Charity Bowl and things like that. So they're going up quite well. So I was quite happy. So we all went on afterwards and had a look at our rankings and everything. And I think Shippers has smashed it on with the Ogres now, haven't you? You're doing oh. quite well. Uh, I need to find out, actually. Uh... Didn't think you put it in the chat. But anyway, my Underworld rankings dropped to 453rd in the world, which is oh. a bit disappointing. 55th in the UK. I'm just uh, mm-hmm. just above a coach called McLovin, which I really like. But yeah, do you know what's really oh, annoying oh, about oh. it? Uh, or not annoying, what's really good about it, I suppose. Uh, the best underworld player in the UK is Pipey. But yeah, he is. He, he's phenomenal. If we're going I, about, I thought uh, that was really Naf good. Rankings. If we're going about Nuff Rankins, uh, for me with Ogres. Do you know, know what the most annoying thing is? Sorry, not because... Piper was the good one, but do you know what the annoying thing about the Underworld writings is? Bucky what? is above me, and he's only had two games. Well, it's Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Bucky bastard. Right, yeah, sorry. You were saying shivers. But yeah, I'm um, going about NAF rankings after um, UKTC of Ogres. Apparently, I'm 48th in the world for Ogres. Ooh. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't know how. It's because no one wants to play ogres. Yeah, exactly. And then no, everyone England. does want to play ogres because they're awesome. And in England, I'm seventh. Hey, who's well, first? Oh. The thing is, I, I I never bother looking at my ogre rankings because I took them to block around the clock one year. And when you have twelve games, like well, you're playing for twenty four hours with ogres, and you only win one game, oh. it's always going to be an uphill oh. struggle. <laughs> you yeah. back up. I mean, the thing is, but... the thing is, your, your your ELO doesn't have to be that high with ogres anyway, because you know you're going to lose a lot of them. 
and you can still be quite high in the rankings, I suppose. Uh, it's the like high it. tier teams where the year though has to be probably higher. The, the thing is, the thing is, ogres are just phenomenal. They really are. And if anyone wants to have a little bit of fun, all you need are five or six ogres on the pitch. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of the Beatles. Five or six ogres. What what was your exactly. who was number one for the ogres in the UK? Uh is it hang on? Because I close it down, so I'll get back to it. Editing, 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 editing. Ooh. <laughs> um, so the number one in, in England, yeah, uh, is "Don't Call Me Flossy." And the last time the stats were up, uh, updated were uh, the twenty third of June, twenty twenty one. So they haven't played in a while. <laughs> That's not that long. Some of them have been a while before that. Oh no, I suppose is that when the the NAF website updated all of the twenty twenty rules? Yeah, that? might have been. I don't know. So that's uh, that's number one. Um, yeah, and in the world, because I'm curious now, in the number one ogre player in the world is Shirakov uh, from Spain. Yeah. Spanish yeah. ogres. I like it. Spanish ogres. Um, just, I was just thinking, just uh, came back, thought came back to me about um, wrestling, wrestling ogres and whatnot, and doing a fit thematic team. I remember seeing on uh, the Facebook Blood Bowl community, someone had made an amazing um, Mortal Kombat themed ogre team. <laughs> like Raiden, Scorpion, Sub Zero, Kane. It just looked amazing. Absolutely fantastic, and just I really want to actually do that sort of theme now, but I need to have a get a brand new team and think it through. Yeah, I know what you mean. I quite fancy doing a um, a Skaven team, but made with aliens, which I've seen some other people do. Uh, I think it works probably better with lizards though. Because you can have the alien queen for a crocs, you can have aliens for the sauruses, and then for the kinks, you can just well, have like the face My my, my Lisbon team is a gene stealer one. Yeah. So you've got the gene stealer, the patriarch as the the crocs. You've got the aberrant, uh, aberrants. What are they called? Abhorrence. Yeah. Um, abhorrence. As the saurus, and then you've got the familiars as the skinks, which so it looks really cool. I love my Lisbon team. Oh, I like that. See, they're really easy to proxy the lizard man team because you got three distinct height levels of player, so you could just yeah. kind of proxy them in. Really easy. Yep. Okay, so that was it. UKCC. If you haven't signed up for the next one, make sure you do. Wonderful to be back, sat here in a comfy chair, 
ready to listen to your questions and hopefully solve some blood bowl issues for you. Now, normally we would have the young Buckster asking your questions on your behalf. However, little Bucky has grown up and he's got a job and a baby on the way. So he's not here. So I'll have to pass you over to the other youngster who is Shippers. So Shippers, what is the first question? Okay. So we have a wonderful question from the very, very wonderful Bobster. So he asks, with access to some very good star players and inducements, do you think that Fling should still be in a lowest tier blood bowl? Good grief. No. If you're going to let them use stars, at a tournament, they need to be tier two, I think. Just the sheer access that they have and the multitude of amazing star players who are now dirt cheap. They can, I mean, crikey, deep root you can get with Rumpelstiltskin, not Rumpelstiltskin, <laughs> Rumplo, and a chef. And there's just so much they get. It is unfair. And when you add in the fact they've got the skill upgrades of the hefty who has got fend, you start shoving block on those at tournament. They become impossible roadblocks to get past. You've then got the, the catchers who've got sprint and with stunty can get through gaps. It's just, they are obscenely good now. So I, I genuinely think flings should be pushed up the tiers regardless whether you use tier um, stars or not. So with the access they've got, yes, Bobster, they definitely should be higher up and I would put them at tier two personally all right next question is from chris i really like this question that he's uh, proposed he he says most teams have a type for example black orcs have grab and control for for fouls norse are average uh, physically but have block amazon's dodge corn frenzy elven using passing goblins have weapons etc so what play styles type or type of teams do you think are missing or would like to see in Blood Bowl. You see, now, I think this is a difficult one because have you ever seen, there's a diagram that someone did once talking about the different play styles at low team value for each team. And they basically drew three big circles. So you had the control, the pitch, cause casualties and score touchdowns. And obviously the circles overlap each other. So in the control, the pitch, you've got like, um, which would be now Imperial Nobility, Nurgle, Vampire. In the cause casualties, you've got Chaos Dwarf, Dwarf, Goblin, Kemri. Or in the score touchdown, you've got like Amazon, Elf Union, Halfling, High Elf, Skaven, Wood Elf. But in the middle, in the crossover bit, you've got the control, the pitch and score touchdown, the Slan, Underworld. And then you've got the Chaos Chosen and Corn and Norse in the control, the pitch and cause casualties. And Ogres in the cause casualties, score touchdowns with the Chaos Renegades and the Lizardmen, the Undead. And in the middle, right in the middle, you've got the Dark Elves, the Humans and Necromantic, who basically can do all three. I don't, if I'm being honest, Chris, I don't think there's a different type of style of play that you could do because you either want to control the pitch you either want to cause casualties or you want to score touchdowns yeah because all the passing teams will fall into the score touchdowns all the actually really bashy will will cause casualties to create the gap so they can just, because they haven't got the abilities and agilities to walk and waltz through the pitch and the control the pitch ones are your defenders so the imperial ability as we mentioned earlier on in the podcast are phenomenal defenders because with stand firm and fend you can really dictate the pace of any cage 
and you can control the pitch and stop people scoring, giving you the opportunity to give you know, a chance to sack the ball because they're going to have to try something risky. And it's the same thing with Nurgle as well. Even though I spent a whole season getting frustrated drawing every single freaking game with them, they are great at defence. You spend more time playing when you're defending because the opponent can't hit you, those sort of things. But I, I can't see any other play style. You know, if everyone's looking at it, on the NAF website, I wrote an article once when I first started playing football called The Art of Losing uh, because I was so rubbish and I was playing people who were well players like um, Pippi and Don Vito and stuff. And I was losing most of the games, but I still enjoyed the game because I was doing crazy plays and stuff like that. And unless you want to add a category of just crazy play, which snotlings would definitely fall into, um, there's not anything else really I can think of personally. I think you've You've got it covered there. But the wonderful thing about Blood Bowl is that you can play any team to any start. I have seen wonderful passing plays with Dwarf teams before, which really catch you off guard. I have seen High Elves bash the crap out of people. And I have seen Ogres, particularly used by shippers, throwing people with absolute pinpoint accuracy. So, yeah, you can play any style you like, but the three main ones are the ones I've mentioned, I think, and I don't think there's any room for anything else. All right, wonderful. And with this last one, this weaves a tale of tragedy. This is uh, from our beloved DJ Critch. So, I have a question for Pio's corner. So, Pio, after going on and on and on about it for months and months, why did he go to Pop World without us? Totally hurt. Well, I watched that beautiful little hobbit do the worm for me in the public street which can i say that man can move right and to be fair when we walked past pop world the queue was massive so we went to the artful dodger instead in york had a wonderful time there yeah i did him a bit of a show danced to ymca on the little steps for him and he loved it having swapping stories and everything else but as we left garfi looked into my eyes and went we're not going to bed yet let's go to pop world by which point our lovely little hobbit had already left us and disappeared off into the nether nether. And, you know, I had a wonderful time on the revolving dance floor. It was immense. And yes, you were missed, Dean, but this just, you know, it goes to the whole thing of treat them mean, keep them keen. You will be dragging me to the pop world next year, won't you, darling? Pete Honest. Actually, Pete, I do still love you. Don't worry. God, I love him. Well, thank you very much. Any other questions for anyone, shippers? Or was that the last one? That was the last one. I just want to mention, yes, we all love you, Dean. Yes, we all do love Dean. But for all you people out there, thank you very much. And keep the questions coming in. And remember, it can be on any topic, blood bowl related, whether that be um, the play types, painting tips, anything. I'm here for you. So until next time, sweet dreams. Early in the evening, just about supper time Over by the bridge, they're starting to unwind Four guys with the blood bowl, trying to set it up Theo picks his team out and he blows him out for good Down the Theo's corner, out in the street Johnny Blood Bowl blows the plane, bring the hug and take a seat Okay, so here we go, we have our... Team talk for this episode. It's 
a bit different, basically because we had our team talk on the Norse team not that long ago. However, that was immediately made defunct by Games Workshop, because when we brought that out, they decided, screw you, we're bringing out a new Norse team with all new positionals, with pigs, with new stars, with new rules, with new negatraits, with new everything. So, our two Norse aficionados are here to give you the update. Pio. I understand that you've got the Norse spike and you're going to give us a rundown of all the new rules. Right. Okay. I'll start with the the team itself. The team has changed, listeners. And from what used to be a very simple smash and grab and smash again, you've now got a team who has the potential of passing, which to be honest, it was always a thrower on the Norse team, but no one ever cared because quite frankly, you only ever took it for the extra leader ability because you didn't pass. You just punched and you punch your way through again and you keep going. But now you've got the Valkyries who for 95k are ridiculous. They're the old catchers minus the block, which is a little bit weird, but they come now with catch, pass and the all important strip ball. Now for 95k are moving seven piece with those four skills, is phenomenally cheap. And you can get two of them. And now, they've also added a thick skull to your lineman. So whereas before you'd watch Norse fall off the pitch in drones, now they're staying on the pitch as well as goblins from the Blackhawk team, which is quite a thing. Yeah, they've got the negatrate, which we'll come to in a minute, but they're still 50k, and you get a thick skull. Um, but then you've got the new position, beer balls. Now, this to me, I'm not... I, I'm a little bit sceptical about this, and Shippers and I were talking about this the other day, weren't we, Shippers? Yeah, well, that well, it, Yes, you've got something that can pick your teammates up who are lying prone for, for on a 5-plus. So it's like giving your Norse team jump up everywhere for a 5-plus, which sounds really, really good. But I just, I genuinely think that they're easy targets. They do not come with anything that's going to keep them alive other than dodge. And their strength one, their movement five. So you've basically got a knoblar with no hands, fundamentally, who only has access to agility skills as a secondary. Yes, you are going to want to put sneaky kit on it straight away the moment you possibly can. And at tournaments, if you're not got, if you're using a beer ball without sneaky kit, I'm going to look and laugh because they're there just you know for a good fouling technique but to actually have them on the pitch will cost you a positional player which i don't think for a norse team is going to help because you need for a norse team a good 11 team to put up a solid defense as long as you can to pop the ball out and get away and bash the whole point of a norse team is you want to bash the opponent into submission before they bash you and i i just don't know i'm a little bit skeptical what are your thoughts on the beer ball shippers yeah um ever since seeing the rules itself um yeah as you drew a comparison with a knobler i think just like yeah you got dodge but un- unlike a knobler you don't you don't have sidestep so you have less defensive capability of moving to where you want to be so the ball is just going to get bullied around and whatnot and with having no hands it limits the functionality of what it's going to be doing so as 
ideally you're going to be keeping it close to your front line three squares away or, or just below that trying to pick you guys up from being punched this is probably going to be most likely like linemen for the most part because now they got fixed skull but even then uh, there was a low armor value of Norsemen roll an 8 plus on their armor getting them stunned just to invalidate the pick me up ability it's just reliant on you not having your armor broken as a Norse team which is sort of an eventual eventuality because you got elven <laughs> armor which is yeah but I think no, I yeah. think it's a pick. I think I fear this. The changes they've made to the Norse team are going to lull, especially new players, into a full sense of security with Norse because they can think, "Oh, great, you know, we can block, and then everyone's going to jump back up and block again." Yeah, it's going to be great. And actually, yeah, thick skull's going to keep them on the pitch, fine. But they're still down, and that still leaves massive gaps for them. Right, okay, now I'll run through, and I'm going to take the pig out, and that pig's going to die quite quickly against anyone because they're going to get a three dice block on it and yes Noblars when they have sidestep and they don't go down they are hilarious but we all know that when your knob gets hit it hurts and it's going to the same thing with your beer ball and it's going to hurt harder because you're not going to be able to position them and you can almost move them away from anything being useful because if you have them like you say ship is three squares away you all need to do is blitz them and knock them back one square and then that effect at the start of the turn is, is void. So they're easily dealt with, I think, and that's in piece down quite quickly, which is not what you want on a Norse team. But... Yeah, and the point you brought up is that when when you're putting a beer ball on the pitch, it's just, for me, yeah, the, the potential to have them just get you guys, pick you guys up in a 5-plus is nice, but it's when you put it down to a more competitive sense... It's a 3% chance to pick, uh, pick you guys up who go down. Mm-hmm. And in all honesty, I'd rather just have another lineman who's only 30k more. Yeah, who's going to hold the ground a bit more. I think you was it, I think it was you when we spoke about this who said it, yeah. they would have been good. It would have been good as an extra inducement you could have got. Like having them on the sideline or something like that as an extra little beer thing. So they almost, Norse almost come with that extra beer keg yeah, built in yeah. where you can re-roll something like you could re-roll a failed knockout or something like that. just that little extra would have been nice having them i think what's really starting to annoy me with games workshop as moments they bring out a team and it's generic little guy who comes in it's like having halflings on human team which we all know my taste on <laughs> and which is fantastic yeah but shoving you know, but also adding snotlings to the underworlds and adding the little guy in everywhere they go being cynical to sell more miniatures but in practice it's, uh, there's something I mean, about this new Norse that doesn't make me like it i'm uh, not hating it but i don't like it I, I get what you're saying with the sell more miniatures thing however they're included in the box so you're getting them anyway and no I'm, i know with the box but... with the new box am i right in thinking that you've basically got the full team there you have. I mean, you've got a good team there. To be honest, you, you will. You will need more if you want a Yeti. You have to buy a Yeti, yeah, which yeah, obviously, yeah. obviously, yeah, which costs because it's Forge World exactly the same as full team. Although, little hint, Claude Fiend looks quite nice as a Yeti. If you can get one of those for cheap, which is what I did, it looks really good. Um, but yeah, I think miniatures wise, it's what I was more saying in general for. You know, every team having a little guy 
in the sense that they you then forcing people other, for other teams. But this one, it it, it just feels like the Norse didn't need a little guy, and they don't need a gimmick. They already had the strength. Now taking away the block from the Valkyries makes it interesting because it varies up. But if but giving them catch and pass, it's almost like they're trying to shove passing down people's throats because they they're ridiculous. They've got access as a primary to agility, general, and passing. Your Valkyries, as they are now, or your catches as they were, are your touchdown scorers. They get points quickly. In the league we're doing at the moment, my catcher is an absolute superstar. He's got, obviously, starting off with Block and Dauntless, he's now got Dodge. He's got Sidestep. He's got Sure Hands. Yeah, and that's because he scores all my touchdowns because I give the ball to him and he runs through. And it's brilliant. And this is what's going to happen to the Valkyries. They're going to need protecting to start with, but they're going to get, they're going to turn into the new war dancers. Mm. Without a shadow of a doubt, they're the new war dancers. Yeah. See, I quite I like see, that. And, yeah, I see insane growth for the for the player itself, and I mean in a tournament sense as well. You just shove block on them, and they're just an amazing piece, absolutely yep. amazing piece. Um, one thing I want to bring up with these new keywords with drunkard and pick me up, I've talked to Peter about this, and I don't like with how with the new these two new rules, it kind of bothers me. Because it sets sort of a precedent for future teams that are going to be re-released or updated or revamped. Having these weird, unnecessary extra rules that would just make the game even more complex. So it's an additional thing you need to remember just about for just for one for one team, rather than just having it, having it given it a general catch-all keyword or negative trait. Mm. Uh, I get what you're saying. See, with that, though, I personally, with the Norse ones, I think they're a bit unnecessary. But at the same time, when they first released Nurgle or they first released, you know, the other teams, it would have been the same sort of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah they, then, they, I, so I think I, I, that's something you just get used to once the team's been around a bit and, and stuff like that. So I don't think that's too much of a problem. I just think with Norse, they've gone over fluffy with, with it. This whole, I'm not sure why they've gone on to the alcoholic stuff so much either. Oh. It seems yeah, a little that, bit strange for a game that could sell to, is it like 12 children? Plus? Yeah. Um, I think that's and that what really bothers oh, you, you, oh, you just hit a sore point. Yeah, yeah. You've, right. You've, you've got Pio now. He's going. Right. <laughs> Have you got the magazine yet? No, no. I, I, I won't right. get it because I get the uh, almanacs at the end of the year. Almanac. Right. There are 36 pages in this magazine. And I can guarantee you the joke of, oh, they like a pint, or oh, they drink beer, or oh, they drink ale, <laughs> is on every single fucking page. Right? <laughs> it, it, it is so... It's like, it's like you know, when you've got a 14-year-old who tells you a funny joke and you laugh. <laughs> yeah, you're a funny lad. And they tell you the same joke over and over and over again to the point where you go, shut the fuck up before I hit you. This is the, this is the thing I got with Spike Magazine. It's like to shove it down people's throats that they're alcoholics isn't great yeah have a little joke but do other things that it, it it's put it, i think the whole like you said the whole oh, the drunk oh, drunkard oh, 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 it, it's just not necessary yeah I'd rather, I'd rather i'd rather have the norse as they were without the thick skull which is going to be phenomenal it's going to change the game i genuinely think because if you think about how difficult it is to get goblins off the pitch now and black oh, team, they're horrific right? i hate them keeping a norse team intact is going to be scary right but it's just that it's pathetic how much they joke about it all it is on every single page whether it be beer ale or now it just everything is a, the same joke and 
I, I I switched off reading it. I, I used to look. I absolutely adore reading the Spike magazine because I love the fluff. It was what got me into the game as a kid, and the whole backstories are funny stories, and that's what Blood Bowl is—a bit of lightheartedness. But this is just the same joke over and over and over again. And I'm sorry, Games Watch, but this is dross. That is a opinion <laughs> right there. I I, I know I, I agree with some of it. Um, I mean, to be fair, most of the Spike magazines do harp on with the one joke about the team. I mean, obviously, the halflings, it goes on about them eating. The corn team, it's all about blood and skulls. I know, but, but at the same time, that, sort of, that, that to me is a universal joke that's fine built into the game. With the drinking thing, it's just it's a bit weird that they went for that. I don't know. It's yeah. just me. But, yeah. but I think going through the actual thing, there are some, you know, some nice rules. The one thing I did like was the fact that obviously they include the, the rules for... Uh, Dungeon Bowl. Ah, in, yes. Right. So, these. in the College of Beasts, you get yeah you know, the Ulf. There's the blockers. You can have up to four Ulfs Ooh. in the College of Beasts, which is quite scary. You can get your Bear Boar in the College of Beasts, which I don't know why you'd bother. And you can obviously get the Yeti. But you can have yeah you know, up to three Yetis. What? Okay. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, wait a minute. In the College of Beasts, you're going to have up to three of the others as well, though, can't you? Yeah, but oh. three Yetis. Three Yetis. That's yeah. Amazing. That's quite tactical. <laughs> but interesting, and this is what makes the College of Heavens really good now. You get your linemen, your blitzers, and your Valkyries in the College of Heavens. Yeah, oh. I saw something about this earlier because oh. someone on the community had put on that they're painting their Norse team in the College of Heavens. Oh, yes. And the thing is. <laughs> Uh, is it a Norse team now as well can fall into the chaos side, can't it? And it's favoured. Oh, up. right. That, right. This. Oh, there's so many things that bug me in this one, and you've just hit the nail on the head again. Go on. You give me your. You say you first, and I'll go. No, no, no. I was going to say, well, why would they be in the College of Heaven if they're favoured of chaos? But yeah. right. But anyway, no, I quite like the fact that they're favoured of chaos. To be honest, these are right. uh, northern. Monkeys mm-hmm. living up there, drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is mm-hmm. no I need, I need to get my own popcorn. <laughs> I'm waiting for this. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. I already know Peter's opinion. And then, and then <laughs> the idea that you can have uh, the idea that you can have, you know, uh, Skyler or um, with his mm-hmm. socks uh, on a Norse mm-hmm. team. I quite like that, Pierre. I am glad you do. I opened up my magazine. And it opened up, scary enough, on page five, which is where you say, I was like, bloody hell, they've got loads of stars. This is brilliant. Yeah, and then I read the small print. Pick one, either favoured of Cares and Divided or Corn, or Old World Classic. This is bullcrap. I'm sorry. This is absolute cynical part of my brain. It's, again, just to sell more miniatures, because... By including all the eligible stars, you can sell all these miniatures to people who've just bought the Norse team, who, like you said, don't need to buy any more players because they've got a full team. Second of all, it's why on earth would you allow it? Because it's just, it doesn't fit with the overall thing. You do not need that little twist for a Norse team. They were just old world classic. It's fine. They don't need to be casting divided. They don't need to be corn. If you've got a corn team, you've got a chaos team. You don't need to make a friggin' extra. It's just they just keep coming up with these additional things, which drive me insane. Why not give us? Uh, and, and then we'll move on to the actual stars themselves. Shippers, do you want to say anything before I start ranting about the stars as well? 
Oh, please no, tell no, me you, you don't dislike the keep stars. Going. I don't want to break your stride. Right. What's wrong with the stars? Okay. First of all, this is, um, I think it was Walker who, who said it well, that there's too much emphasis with the North Stars on their special ability. Their special ability is what they're pushing for. Not that they're overall star players and they're really, really good. It is their special ability. So let's take Ivar, for example. Ivar Eriksson. His raiding party, once per drive, sounds phenomenal. You know, whenever Ivar begins his activation, he may choose one open player on his team within five squares. The chosen player may immediately move one square, ignoring tackle zones. Through though they must end this move, marking an opposing opposition player. So, you shove your Valkyrie on the edge of a cage, and you've got someone who's sacking the ball straight away, haven't you? Yep. Right. Sounds phenomenal. Right. What's their normal stats? Normal stats: movement six, strength four, agility three plus. He comes with block, guard, loner, and tackle. So he's actually quite a good player. So, yeah, right. I was going to say, he's a good player, Ivan. He's a good player. For 245, <laughs> he's a good player. Yeah, he's a good so, player. For that price player, as well. Right? Yeah. However, he's... So he is the... Yeah, he's a star player. Then you move on to the Yeti. And this is where my blood starts boiling. Wait a minute, which... Right? Oh, no, there is only one Yeti star player, isn't there? Yeah, Snowpelt. Right. Skorg Snowpelt, right? Yes, he has claws. Yes, he has disturbing presence. He has a loner, a four plus. He's got Juggernaut, Mighty Blow. Where's my fecking frenzy? What's the point of a Yeti without frenzy, right? All I've got there is an overpriced ogre with movement five, strength five, agility four plus, no passing ability, and arm value nine plus. He's a weak, pathetic ogre, really. He hasn't got the armor. He's not got anything useful because he hasn't got any block. He hasn't got anything else. He's got juggernaut. He might get people down. But then his special rule, Pump up the crowd once per game when he causes it in casualty as a result of a block action. The team gain one reroll, and if it's not used by the end of the drive, it's lost. So it's he's nothing really, and he's not for 250k. That's overpriced. See, no, but the thing with him is that the stats do actually complement the special ability. So what you don't want is him to have you know tackle, block, and everything that's going to cast somebody what you want mm-hmm. is the cast to be a lucky thing that happens because you don't want that um, a guaranteed re-roll every game from him he's kind of like the fun star player that's coming that you're using for the special ability so well, I, can't, well, I can't like that right but then we come to stout mead right now, who's a lineman excellent <laughs> right this is where I was like what the fuck right you, how much does the lineman cost you 50k. 50k. Thank you, shippers. All right. And Lyman's are movement six, strength three, agility four plus, passing. Is it four? I can't remember what the passing is in the Lyman. Let's have a look. What's the passing on the Lyman? Plus, I think. Five plus. Uh, five plus. And eight plus, oh, no. right? Oh, sorry, for Lyman, it's four plus. Oh, four kind plus. Of weird, actually. Yeah. See? Right. But this guy, his skills are block, drunkard, thick skull. So he's your Lyman. But he also comes with loner, four plus. So although he has a passing ability of three plus, you got a loan of four plus. Then he has once per drive, he can throw a shock horror, a keg. And when he does, he chooses one opposition player within three squares. Now, the the good part about this skill is that it doesn't say it can be intercepted. It's just throwing a keg at someone. On a three plus, they immediately knock down. However, on a one, 
he gets knocked down instead, right? Now, when you uh, this is what annoys me. Ivar, if you take away, if you treat Ivar as a normal lineman, taking away all the, adding on all the skills and everything else, his skill costs 85k. Snowpelt, 30k for his skill. You add a, if you took him as a yeti and do all the maths, I worked out his his special ability costs 30k. Stout meads cost you 120k just for that one special ability to chuck a barrel at someone, which might end up hitting you in the face. So what you're saying though is I can take down Deep Root on a three plus. You can take down Deep Root with Dauntless. You could take down Deep Root with a Yeti. You could take down Deep Root with a uphill block. You could take down Deep Root for Frog. Um, <laughs> all right, <laughs> into a Frog. Yeah. Deep Root can take down himself with no, but the point skulls. of the special kill is, uh, is he stood back away. He's not going to get close, and from a distance, you can take out the ball carrier on a three plus in yes. the middle of a cage. But that's the point. You're, this is what I'm saying. The Ivar and the Stoutmead, you're just paying for their abilities. You're not paying for them necessarily as players. Yes, you might get with Ericsson, but if you're going to play that much, you're better off taking Griff. No. Right? I get what you're saying. That's what you can get. And, and is... Stoutmead is it's one per drive. Yes, you might sack the ball with that, and yeah, you might put the thing. But for what it is, when it's four plus loner, if you fail that, you that just it's not worth it. I would much rather spend my money on other star players that you have access to, or someone who's going to actually do something other than just be a line who can chuck a barrel once per turn, like once per half. Well, it's once per drive, so they can chuck. Uh, once per can, drive, all right. Yeah, well, so they could chuck like drive, so. four or five a game, but right, that's only so if you crap and let all your touchdowns in. Well, or right. you're really good and you score nine. But it's just the the star players. I mean, because the Yeti should have come with frenzy. I'm sorry. Ivar, it's just like, yes, he is very good. Block, guard, oh, beautiful tackle. Excellent. But for what you need in a Norse team, you probably, you are better going with Griff, in my opinion. Shippers weighed in on this one because you were supporting me when we had a chat. Yeah, oh, yeah. So I like the way you say that just in case he's changed his mind. <laughs> yeah. You, you were supporting me. Come on here. <laughs> like, Ivar is, I like, I like Ivar as a star player. Oh, I, th- I think it's good. But when you compare him to just like he got so many better options, like for a little bit more, he's a little bit more expensive. But Griff, Griff's like insanely good. And if you're going old work, well, if you're going old work classics as Norse, so you need to choose between one and the other. You could get Griff. You could also get the legendary Brombrindle the White Dwarf, who's cheaper <laughs> than Ivar. You could, and yes. We all give, know how much we love him. And he can give, and as we know from Brombrindle, um, he gives. A number of skills which are useful to Norse in a multitude of different ways, like break tackle, dauntless, mighty blow, short feet. They're all good on Norse. Yeah. And I'd rather be, I'd rather have a Grumbrindle over. I mean, I mean, who? When do you want Grumbrindle over most of a star players? I suppose. <laughs> well, you want to play the sodding game properly. Come on. See, I get what you're saying. I do. Um, but I think what they've tried to do with these star players, and there was a lot of worry when they first came out. Everyone saying that they were broken. And I don't think they are, personally, but then we all know how wrong I normally am about things. But I Cloud quite... Burster. I quite... Hey, you said it as well. Don't be like that. <laughs> I know, it's just funny. The I worst know. part about it was, if I'd have failed if I'd have failed the interception in the first instance as well, it wouldn't have been that bad because he wouldn't have got to use the skill. <laughs> it's the fact yeah. that I got it. It was so close. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that anymore. So, yeah, I, I, I really like them. It's like uh, the keg tossing one. It's kind of like... A, um, a wizard you're bringing in that can't really do much else. You're keeping him in the back. He's not. He's taking up a space on your team, but at the same time, he's taking out the ball carrier on a three plus whenever you want him to. 
in the middle of a cage, and then you've got you know your Valkyries and that that can dive in and try and pick it up. You've got the uh, Yeti, which can get you an extra reroll, but it's not simple to get an extra reroll with the Yeti. They're going to have to do some work to actually get it. Yes, they've got is it claws they've got, isn't it, that makes it so they can get through the armor. But you know, they've still got work to do. And then I think they've got out of all of them, they've gone for one really good star player who's just an all-round good star player who can come in useful. And I think people are going to start using uh, that star player in a way that's going to really push a certain way of playing for Norse. Where you know you're one space away, you've got this person pushing people in each turn to halt the the um, uh, to break cages when you're trying to when you're on defence and things along those but lines. This, I think there's, there's is, strategies there, my, right? But this is my issue with this skill, right? Because people who think, oh great, I've got... and this is why I think hate it and they hate these star players because they're lulling people into a false sense of security. Norse are a bash team but they're like as it even says in the book they're a glass cannon because their arm value so use this skill as a ball sacking ability you have to go to the corner of the cage don't you yes well you can have someone one place away and then get them next to the corner of the cage so they can block away and then you can run someone into blitz can't you right right but i i see your point but i just think that uh, this is why experienced players as we are we can see that new players are going to think well i'll put everyone right next to the cage and then step into the cage and then next term, I'll step in and I'll sack because you've got strip ball with the Valkyries. And that's what they're doing. And then the Valkyries are going to end up dead because the Valkyries don't have block, they don't have dodge, and they're, they're, they're going to die. But that, and I think that's a learning curve. There's a learning curve. I just, I just, it's, but this raiding party is, for an experienced player, is going to be nominal. Like you say, you can just move people up, get people up, you know. But even then, I just think, I just don't know. I just, I, what, I think the whole magazine just makes you feel uncomfortable. I think they, they've sullied your little special Norse place. You're going to have to show yeah, us. Pio, show well, me yeah, on the beer ball where they've touched but, you. Yeah, everywhere. But <laughs> it's, the point is for me, Norse were never a broken team. It's not like the gutter runners who they've had to cap quite rightly how much movement they can get. They're, they're by saying in the rules, no one can have more than 10, was it, 10 squares, yeah. which I think is right because you, you should not be able to run touchdowns in from your own half. You really shouldn't. No. And that's what was broken about it. And that was a good change. You know, having the ability to jump over prone players is a nice twist. So they've done some good things, but Norse were never broken. And they didn't need... They, they weren't... A, they're not a passing side, which is why people never ever took the throwers. So why not just lean into that? Why, why force the change? Because, yes, it gives you options, of, but they're not elves. They're, so you're not going to do what you do with pro elves and run them deep and then throw them the ball. I don't understand what kind of play because you're going to need the two Valkyries to be the passer and the catcher. So and it's just like pick a pick a lane. I like I like the idea with the Valkyries having two with the both. To me, it's kind of like it gives you options on how to build. So it's like you said, your catcher in your current team in the league is a superstar now. They've been the one doing all the scoring. So you can have mm-hmm. one Valkyrie that scores. You can then build the other Valkyrie to kind of go more towards breaking cages or sacking the ball because they've got the strip ball they've got other things in there and then once that one's got it maybe picking the ball up and then you've got the idea that they can pass it to the other one who but, then get themselves into a cage so yeah. there's different However, ways to build and i quite like that no it, it no, probably won't I, end I up that way point. two seconds your eyes sorry lads girls need soy so i'll be two sorry. seconds yeah, I'll, no, I'll, make this point. I'll make this point my catcher is an all-rounder 
and because he is the scorer. But that's because he gets the ball and we carry around and move up with him. You, if you're going to split your Valkyries, you're going to have to get the other one skilled up to to be the complementary thing is what you're talking about. So my tactic, if I was playing you, is I just, right, we'll take that one out, bang, right, well, that changes your tactic. And now that you can't, now you're risking go for it and everything else, I'll just, because you're drunkards, I will just spread the play and make you have to move the cage and just... I just, I don't know. Something just doesn't sit right with me. With it all. I, I think once we get a play with them and once we get back into it, I'm sure I love them again. But yeah. the idea of having little guys on the pitch just and wasting a player, for me, just feels wrong. Well, well I'm disappointed that with the beer balls, they've been given no hands. So why haven't they been given um, right stuff? And why hasn't the Yeti yeah. been given the ability to throw them as ammo? Like, well, that's the thing. Like that. So they... Yeah. Um, one other thing I'd like to make very clear is in, in this team development, one, yes, they've got it right with the Valkyrie. Block, yes. Dodge, yes. On the ball, next. What? You want... And they, but then they're putting the steal after on the ball and sure hands four, fifth. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Right, I'm going to go and sort of girls. Hang on yeah, two seconds. No, well... Oh, um, one thing that's... I've been thinking about with the beer balls... Yeah. Since they've got the negative trait of having no hands. Yeah. It kind of baffles me to why they've still pushed having agility as a secondary rather than, so they've got no primary access, but just have agility as the secondary. I don't know why they just didn't put agility as a primary. It kind of just... Yeah, to make it so hard. Actually, saying that that out loud now kind of answers my own question because when I think about it for league play, that makes sense. For league play, having yeah. agility as a primary makes sense. But for tournaments, it might be too good because in tournaments, Norton now have access to a 20k player who just gets shoved, sneaky get onto it. Yeah. I was going to say, now, I think yeah. for when it comes to tournaments, I think beer balls are a necessity rather than a luxury. Mm, right? I had... With the current state, I don't think so. At 20k for something that can stand on people, and the fact that with Norse you're going to lose players. So even if you've just got those 20k players standing in front of people, yes, they can run in and blitz them, but that's better than nothing being there at all. That's dice being rolled. To me, spending... Because they're 20k, as you say. Yeah? So 40k, you've got two. 20k, yeah. So you can have a you can you know get your roster of, uh, roster of uh, thirteen players with two balls, and the fact is some of the time they are going to it's going to be when it's not your drive right and you've got players on the thing and they've been pushed back and down, and you can stand them up the next turn because of the beer ball and it suddenly happens and they're blocking instead of blitzing, that's going to be a massive difference in tournament play just to open up holes, just to push over especially with. Norse, if you've got frenzy there, there's, there's going to be some where, times where they come in really, uh, they work really well. Um, that's my major count argument to this, though. Right. Is that since Norse are quite a high, high tier team in tournaments, yeah. they're not going to get be getting that much coinage in terms of like just for skills. No. So when when you but they don't need like, them oh, yeah, either. It's kind of cutesy to give a ball sneaky get and all that. I'd rather just be giving my dudes guard and mighty blow. Yeah, but once you've given your Valkyrie sure hands, once you've given you're giving the Valkyries block right. any day of the yeah, week. Yeah, right. once you're giving your Valkyries block, 
what more do you really need other than a small guy with sneaky git? We all know how good sneaky git is. For 20k for sneaky git, mate, I, I, I just think they're just Here's the thing. fantastic. You give him both your Valkyries block, then you give him both your Ulfina's block requirement for being a competitive tournament NOS team. If and you, let's yeah. let's take uh, UKTC as rule set as just a base here. So for Valkyries and Ulfina's general skills are primary access. So that's 80k out of the way. And then Norse, although this is the old Norse rule set, the tier 2 for UKTC. Yeah. Uh, so that would leave you with 50k left. Right. So yeah, you could give a ball. You could spend 30 quid for the sneaky get on the ball. But you could also just be given additional things to yeah, other players. Additional things, see, there's nothing that just springs out from your head, is there? You oh, know how... guard. They could be given mighty blow Sneaky get to... ball, man. I'm telling so, you, yeah. they're going to be not, good. They're the going to be fun. It's not it is. the way. It just isn't. It's the way. Like, it's cute. It's funny. Yeah, it's good. But it's just not for that rule set, it isn't. For me... A sneaky get bore oh. in the tournament is a necessity. When, when do you when do you show up to the next <laughs> tournament with that with the with the rule set and all that? Oh. Go ahead, I want to see it. Oh, oh. And I'm I'm gonna watch your beable get absolutely slapped with mighty blow <laughs> and get turned to bacon as soon as oh, the little bacon ball. Don't don't be snapping no bacon ball. I mean, I suppose that's a use for the for the beer boys afterwards after the match. All right. They have some pork chops. After it gets slapped by a mighty blow, it's gonna be tenderized enough for a good a good pork rib. Yes, aye, aye. Hey, they probably love it as well. Hey, what's one oh. thing uh, that goes well with beer? Sausages. <laughs> I really want to make an Asterix and Obelix Norse team now. Yeah, I think with the new. Oh, if I told you. I like I like it, but I think they've changed a bit too much. Right. I, I agree with P.O.W.A. before the roster is really nice. The only throwaway thing was like the thrower, like the thrower, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> the thrower wasn't necessary, and I don't think it's necessary that they've combined the catcher and thrower into this one player. Although it is an exceptional player, I think it is maybe undercosted as well. And 95k for what you're getting. Yeah, it's fantastic. I also, think look at the, all some... the skills. Look at all the skills it's got access no, to as a primary. It that's has what I mean. To agility, general, and passing all all it's, together. There are there are Swiss Army knife, and you're going to be able to build them in so many different ways. That's the thing I like about them. It's what I, I like think about a uh, become... war dancers. You know what it is. You never you know build two war dancers the same. I think that's what they're becoming. That's what they're basically becoming. They're going to be become like on the level of tier one, most absolutely kill. Uh, all cost like it goes up to where if they've got a runner and war dancer you have to kill the Norse Valkyries at this point because yeah. they're just too dangerous of a player they have access to too many ways to play the game like they're not just a bashy piece they're not just an agility piece they can do a throw catch play between each other they can get rid of the ball they can sack a ball carrier and they can punch upwards because of Dauntless yeah they got too many angles to play with, which what makes me think like they're going to be up there with one of the few players that, no matter what, you want to foul and punch the crap out of. Yes. Oh, definitely. And what would be more poetic than fouling them with a sneaky git beer ball? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Can't pick me up now. <laughs> so there we have it, guys. The new Norse team, our sort of discussion of it. And uh, yeah, I suppose it's just going to be one of those ones where we will have to wait and see how it turns out. Okay, so I'll hand you over to our resident drug tester and experimental chemist, Shippers, who will tell you the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Tell me the odds. Okay, so this tell me the odds is a special one. I had two different amazing events that happened, well, events that occurred during UKTC. I had a very, very tough time choosing between the two that happened. One happened during the game with myself, as I as I briefly kind of went over in my fifth game of UKTC update. And another amazing play that happened during one of Garfi's matches. However, after crunching some numbers, I decided to go with the one I had the lowest chance of ever happening again. Maybe, maybe not. And I went with my player, which uh, happened versus my match against Jackal, the Necro player. And this was possibly the best run punt kick I've ever done in my life. And will e- well, ever, ever do, maybe. Who knows? I'll be ki- kicking more knobs to find out. But what happened during the match was that it was Jackal drive with Necro. He had a ghoul ball carrier in a cage, cornered by two zombies, flesh, a flesh golem and another zombie. And on... One side, I had an ogre who had just done his blitz and punched a white in, into um, one side of the cage. So it was quite quite stacked at that point. So far I'd go for an all and often sort of play, just why not? Noblas are pretty expendable. I'm going to go for a kick. So I declare it and I had to do a bonehead. I had to do my run punt and a kick. And when I rolled for the quality of it, it was a short pass as well. When I rolled for the quality of it, I rolled a two. So it goes to a modified one, which is a wildly inaccurate result. I rolled a 4 on the d8, going the direction I exactly wanted, going forwards towards the cage. I rolled a 4 on the d6, going a fair distance to pretty much on just above the cage. And then on the three scatters with the d8, I scattered once to the left, going towards the cage again. And then I scattered two more times, going diagonally left, going right on top of the ghoul, hitting him. And then the the nobbler had the bounce again. He bounced and then hit the white on the ground. He bounced again, hit, hit, landed back on the ghoul, bounced again, hit on the zombie, one of the corners, it bounced again, hit a ghoul again, and then bounced again to land right next to the ghoul on the left side of it. During all of that, a zombie was stunned and the ghoul was stunned and the ball was dropped just towards Jackal's end zone where <laughs> my nobbler did not have his armor bro- broken at all, which is incredible. And then I had a Noblar just, just above the cage who ran in for a 2 plus dodge, 4 plus pick up with a reroll, and a 2 plus dodge out, making it safely out. That's a lot of dice rolls. There's lots of 2 pluses, 4 pluses, and lots of D8 scattering. And after going for numbers and whatnot, which was a fair bit, I think this might be the lowest result we've had on the podcast yet for durability. So. You might need to count. You might have to count along how many zeros are on this one. So the percentage chance of this happening again is not, 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 not three percent. So right, so start that again. No. <laughs> what we say again? So it it was point not, 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 not. That's 
That's a that's a it's fair nine. few zeros by my count. Nine zeros. <laughs> it might be nine zeros and a three afterwards. Yeah. Which is unreal. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> that, that. that ogre bended it like Beckham. <laughs> really curved the knobbler in, hitting bang on target. It's like a crossbar challenge. And then the knobbler just played pinball for this. Well done. Well done. God, I love ogres. I love kicking teammates. I love throwing them. Oh dear God! Right. I think it's it's my new it's my new favorite thing like to do in any match now is instill the fear of the flying knoblers. That you like swinging your knob around in a game. He likes tossing. I love, I love swinging. And tossing his knob. <laughs> okay, and that He's was the odds. That was the odds. Tell me 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 the odds, tell me the odds, tell me the odds. Okay, next is quiz time. And uh, it's Shippers' turn, so I have no idea what we're going to be doing. Uh, but I have brought an abacus, a calculator, and a full set of the Encyclopedia Britannicus. And some fish and chips, just to go with all the salt that's probably going to be coming out of the mind of Shippers. Uh, so, Honestly, yeah. I say Shippers, if you start doing maths questions, I'm walking. Hey, all right, all right. Uh, right, do you know what it is? I reckon he's going to do some sort of quiz where you've got to add together the speed of this with the oh, agility that, of that. If that is, I'm going to give you one of the math equations where if you actually get it right, you get like a million pounds or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you use some idiots to work out your math. <laughs> Look, it's the idiot savant thing, right? <laughs> so here we go. For the second time this cast, over to you, shippers. Okay. So I think you've uh, revised wrong, Daddy, right? As this is quite a nice one for me. So I've called it Prime for Primaries. Set for secondaries. So the the premise of the uh, of the game is that we're going to go over five rounds, and I'm going to ask each of my lovely co-hosts five different positionals from different teams, and I'll ask which skill trees they have access to, both primary and secondary. Ooh. Right. Each player okay. will get one point for each correct category. I again, all the primary is correct, and if you, so, you get. One point if you get all the primaries correct, and you'll get one po- another point if you get all secondaries correct. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. the catch is, if the other player, the other player, some, uh, once, um, let's say the cow daddy answered his primaries, and he may have got one of them wrong, and Peter, you knew this, you can call him out and say, actually, cow daddy's wrong, it's actually these primaries. Okay. And if Peter's correct, cow daddy would then lose a point. Ooh. So we'll have a good back and forth thing where you'll be able to chime in at the very end of when uh, the player has call out. So uh, uh, I'll get my go first and then Pio can call it at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So at the very end. Right, okay. so, you would, you, so you would do it after you call out the primaries and secondaries for the positional and then Pio could say, hang on, you're wrong. The secondaries are actually this or the primaries are actually this. Or if you got both wrong, you could get both. You could recorrect you on both of them, and you'd lose two points. Okay. So that's the idea. Here so, we go. Is there everyone happy with the rules? Everyone understand? Any questions? Yeah. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's okay, go. okay. So keep in mind, this is a little bit of Captain, a little comment here. Keep in mind, players may not have access to some skills, i.e. the Skaven lineman cannot ever get the passing skill. Bucky. No. <laughs> 
<laughs> just to get that one out of the way. Anyway, first round. You know, the start of Cow Daddy. Oh, God, here we go. Right, okay, yep. Yeah. Can you please tell me the primaries and secondary skills of a noble blitzer? Ooh, noble blitzer. I'd say they are primary, general, blitzer, strength. I'll say just those. Okay, and what I'm do you think the secondaries are? Agility. Just agility. Can I call him out? Okay. Okay. What? What's the? Uh, what do you think? Is, uh, so it's an imperial. It's imperial noble blitzer. Yes. Yes. It, the primaries are agility in general, and the secondaries passing and strength. So. Oh yes, they are the pet. Yeah, start they Because he's absolutely right. Oh. So Kawadadi, you are. What are the other ones called? Are they hefties? Uh, the bodyguards. 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 So, yeah, Piers has two a fantastic start. So you're minus boom, two boom, points boom. currently, Coward Daddy. Can, can, we not so, ask, can we not just give me all Skaven? Is that not fair? No, because well, there, there are other teams in Blood Bowl other than Skaven. I'm not sure. <laughs> there are, you know. Just just saying. All right. All right. That's only the first round, though. Don't worry. So uh, going on to Piers' first round question. Yeah. Can you tell me the primaries and secondaries of a rotten lineman? A what lineman? A rotter lineman from the Nurgle. Oh, Nurgle. Right, okay. Well, they've got mutation, definitely. Um, general, just primary general mutation for a rotter. And secondaries? Secondaries. They've not got passing, but that... agility and strength are there, though, I do believe. And are they your answers? Yes, they are my answers. <laughs> I've not got a clue, so I'm saying no. Although, I, so, I, the only one I think is maybe they didn't have strength, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. So, Pio is absolutely correct on both of them. They do oh, have yeah. access to general and mutations as a primary, and oh. agility and strength on the secondary. Annoyingly, a, whole season, a whole season drawing with Nurgle pays off somehow. <laughs> annoyingly, I probably would have got that one. So, uh, this one should be good. So, second round, Cow Daddy. Yeah. Can you tell me the primaries and secondaries of a snotling pump wagon? <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Uh, it's a big guy. They've got to have general secondary. So for primary, I'm going to go snotlings. They don't. I'm just going to go strength. And then for secondary, I'm going to go um, general and... Oh, did he even have... I'll go general and agility for secondary. I think he's right. He is absolutely right. Oh. Congrats, Dave. So you've, you've clawed your way back to... Yeah, one point. <laughs> you, you're going to... No, you're on zero. I was on my... <laughs> Do I not? I thought... Oh, I get one for getting both the right. Because yeah, 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 Peter yeah, corrected yeah, yeah. you on both the primary and secondary in the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was thinking it was per thing. But yeah, carry on. So... Pio, you're round two. Question. Yeah. What primaries and secondaries does a Black Orc get in the from the Black Orc team? From the Black Orc team, general and strength are definitely the primaries. They've secondary, they've got agility. But I think the whole team on Black Orc have passing as a secondary as well, so I'm gonna say passing. Shippers? 
Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm so, gonna to say that I don't think they have passing on the secondary. So they actually do Damn have it. passing on the secondary. They, uh, <laughs> right on both again. I was expecting that one to trip someone up. No, because I didn't get tripped up on the just, passing. I just remember reading the rules and picking out, obviously, oh, goblins have like thick skulls. That's interesting. Oh, the whole team's got access to passing them. I, 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 that just, you know, one little comment I made to myself months ago. Oh, that's good. All right. So, going into round three, Cow Daddy, can you tell me what primaries and secondaries does a Wood Elf Frua have? Ooh. Uh, primary are. Isn't it general passing? No, yeah, general passing and ability, and then secondary strength. And, ab- and ability. And, and ability. agility, sorry. And uh, secondary strength. I was thinking of passing ability. So you sound very confident of that one. I'm, I'm not. I'm just thinking that's right, though. I have something in my head saying that's right, but I might be wrong. No, I think I think you're right with that one. You are absolutely correct on that one. Oh, this is painful, expect- this. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> From the host end, it's amazing. It is amazing when you're not having to sweat and everything else. Like, I don't, I don't, this is why I, I like played like by a star so much. I know, right. but it's like you sit, it's always it's the stress of it. Like, it's like you've been playing Blow Wolf for that long. It's like if I don't get these right, I look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> the the main problem with it is the fact that in 2020 is they've actually just got rid of some stats for some people. That's mm. the thing. That's the worrying thing. I know it's normally just passing that isn't there, but at the same time, it's like, well, did they change anything else? But yeah. Right. So continuing on. Pio. Yes. Round three, positional. Can you tell me the primaries and secondaries of a Chaos Renegade Goblin? <laughs> well, again, they all come with mutation, and goblins only come with agility. So I'm going to go with agility and mutation for the primary, which would make the secondary general. Oh, God, there's two. The Dark Elf definitely has passing. I'm going to go general and passing again for the goblin. Just. Out of a wing and a prayer, the Hail Mary pass. Can, can I say general strength in the secondary, just in case? Oh yeah, you could. But oh, again, that's so stressful. Do they do have agility and mutation as a primary, and general passing as a secondary? Uh, it's worth a try, I, just I in hoping, case. I was hoping that'd be a sneaky one, getting getting the chaos around the gates. And <laughs> I was looking through them myself, thinking, "Well, these have like mutation as primary. It's amazing." Yeah, well, yeah, that's what the whole joy yeah, of yeah, yeah. Chaos Renegade is. I thought it might be a secondary thing. Because normally goblins don't get access to it, unless they're uh, Underworld. And I, can't, I guess I can't, Chaos Renegade as well now. <laughs> I can't wait till my Chaos Renegade team is playing a whole slanish thing. So, right. round four. Cow Daddy, can you tell me the primary and secondaries of a Necro Werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <sighs> werewolf. Uh... God, honestly, I don't think I can. I'm going to go a werewolf, man. Let's see, when I play against werewolves, what do they normally have? And I go general primary, strength primary. Uh, have I gone for general strength? You've gone for general strength as primary. Uh, go on, agility primary, and then, uh, oh, no. They're not going to have that. They wouldn't have... Necro Werewolf, that's not going to have passing. Is it? 
Oh man, I have no idea. I'll go passing in the secondary so I can give some points to Pio. There you go. I, I'm going to challenge you on both because I don't think they've got strength in their primary. I think it's in the secondary. So can you um, correct them on trying, like, what do you believe is the primary and the secondary right. Pio? Go, going through Dave's. Ah, oh, hang on. No, just what do you but, think is primary? What do you think is secondary? Yeah, I, I'm going through your oh, logic sorry. that in tournaments they always come with block. Yeah, so that's what I thought. So general has to be there, surely. So, but, yeah, the so generals are definite. And league, but, they always have block. Yeah, but in league, Adam had the team where he had that friggin' horrible necromantic team, which had the superstar wolf who had blodge. And I think he got that quite quickly. So I'm going to say agility and general for primary strength for secondary okay and uh Daddy, you said general strength for primary and uh what, what i said general uh, i said general agility and strength for primary and i went for passing as a secondary because why not so peer corrected you on the primary it is actually agility general they have primary uh, as their uh, primary skills however Pio did not quite get there for correcting you on the secondary. They have access to passing and strength as a secondary. Oh, they do have this passive. So you'll lose one point overall for that one. Pio corrected in one of them, and you got none of them right. Yeah. So. I Pio, can't win now. Pio, Pio, Pio. Oh, still continue. We've got to continue yeah, for pride. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not you, uh... might, you, might, you might be able to get, give them minus four points overall in the next two rounds. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> Pio. Can yeah. you tell me the primaries and secondaries of a halfling hefty? Hey. Right, okay. A halfling hefty late going to have agility as the primary, but they have passing, because for some bizarre reason they gave them passing, so I'm quite confident that agility and passing, and like all halflings, the secondary are general and strength. I'm going to try correcting and say that it's agility, passing, and general in the primary and just strength in the secondary because it's the only way I've got to try correcting or I can't get him down any points. Well, I think the door is shut. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Pio, again, you are both right. I'm quite surprised you knew about the passing test in primary. Oh, yeah, hefty. I, think I, we I knew count. that. I was thinking maybe hefty or, you know, might be agility and strength or something. Uh, you've got to remember, we tend to play against them with uh, Morgan and That's Bob. That's very true. It's very true. Yeah. And Bob. But I was thinking, maybe well, I've, I've, no other skill access, the skill trees. I've, I've had a chat with Morgan about skills and everything else over the times, and it's just like, what? Just about... by, os by osmosis. But yes, go on then, what's my final one? Okay, okay. So. This better be a fucking scheme. Go around or I'm going to cry. <laughs> you should know this team pretty well. It's one of DJ Critch's favourites. Oh, God. It's chaos. It's chaos. It's chaos chosen. Can you tell me the primaries and secondaries of a Beastman Runner Lineman? Yes, <gasps> that is the full name of the, the positional. Right. They call him Beastman Runner Lineman. Why? Oh, yeah. my God. Just call him Beastman. Just I'm... from the book, they're called a Beastman Runner Lineman. I'm pretty sure that the with a Beastman Runner Lineman, they get. Um... Mutation and general as primary, agility and strength as secondary. Challenge. 
Or have I got agility wrong? I presume right, agility quite, is probably in the primary then. You were you were quite correct, Cowday, with primary being general and mutation, but you missed out strength as oh, a primary. Yeah. Is it? It's strength. They, one. Oh. Yeah, strength is a primary on a beastman. This is why chaos are just absolute beast. You can get guard everywhere really quickly. It's rather nice. And the secondary is agility and. Oh, of course, it would be yeah. passes as well, wouldn't it? Pio knew it exactly. Uh, so unfortunately, <laughs> correct. There's just oh. there's not enough rats in this quiz to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you, shippers. In fact, I may have to put in a uh, you know a complaint to me. Complaint to you. Yeah. Just edit out this entire quiz. I mean, technically, just, I won't. Just oh. just edit in. Oh, and Cow Daddy wins. I see. The thing <laughs> is, in the section, I, I won't uphold it because I hate whining little bitches that keep blaming stuff on them. Not you know. But at the same time, I'm still putting the complaint in. So, just for fun, Pio, uh-huh. tell me the primaries and secondaries of a vampire blitzer. Now, I'm really disappointed you didn't go with a fucking gutter runner to him for his last question, right. just to annoy me. But I'm carry sorry, on. You, you don't have blitzers. You have vampires? They call the vampire blitzer on the team of legends sheets up. Made sure to write out your full name, because I knew it would annoy you. <laughs> <laughs> it really does. <laughs> It's a beastman Bl- runner. Blame GW. Yes, a beastman runner lineman. Beastman runner lineman. Who? With, uh, honestly. Oh, don't get him started again. The amount of ink. The It's quiz time. Yeah, it's sorry, quiz sorry, 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 sorry. Right, well, can vampire. you tell me? Yes, I can. Vampire Vampires. blitzer. Vampire. Say it out. No. No. If you don't Come say on. it, you lose 10 points yeah, and I win. You lose 10 points. <laughs> vampire, sir. <laughs> Primary. I hate you, shippers. Tag. Uh, does have agility, general, and strength, and secondary is passing because vampires are awesome. And yeah, that's a that's a clean sweep from well done. Well done. Was, I was I was thinking, oh maybe I'm gonna oh, gonna catch out few like few with some passing ones maybe here and there. Or I don't know like karate, that. but I do know blood bowl. <laughs> so um, after a quick calculation, you know, just a real quick one. Okay. The scores are in, right? I run it through the, <laughs> oh, the please. internal calculation. Tease it out a bit more. Uh... Right. And it's really shocking. It's really close in the end. You <laughs> won't believe it. So, Kawadadi ended the, the quiz. The prime for primaries and set for secondaries. Kawadadi ended with a grand total of minus one. <laughs> <laughs> and Pio clearly clearly primed for it and set for it and game for it with 10 points at the very end a clean sweep thank no you. answers back thank you this is what, daddy. this is what obsessing about which team you're going to take to ccc pays off <laughs> well that concludes uh, my section of the quiz no well done shivers i like um, that that was a very um, good quiz i did enjoy that so that was the quiz, and uh, I hope everybody did as well as I did. <laughs> so with uh, Bucky not here today, I'll be taking over the job of making you aware of the upcoming tabletop events that you may want to attend. So first on our list, you've heard us mention it a few times today, we have CCC. Uh, that's the 11th of June 2022. It's a team event with four player teams, uh, and you get a Mackey D's lunch included in the price. So, uh, you know, what more do you want? Is that included in the price? Yeah, yeah, it's included. My day just got better. I know. Well, if it's not included, he hasn't mentioned that. He just told us we're getting a Mackey D's lunch. So, you know, I'll be doing false advertising if that's not the case. This one, I think, is going to end up being 
a bit of a biggie in our northeast calendar if Dante keeps doing it because we love a team event, don't we? Uh, yeah, we do. So yeah. I mean, love it. It, don't get me wrong; it's not as big as UTKTC, but the the um, the fact that it's got the difference in there that you can choose who you play. So the captains get to pick which table plays who following a dice roll. So if you win the dice roll, you get to pick. Uh, you know, all right, our ogre team's going to play against this team, or our you know Skaven yeah. team's going to play against the dwarf team, or whatever. You can do that. I'm just, I'm just going to feel like Billy Nomad again because no one's going to want to play me again. <laughs> You're going to be the. Yeah. This is the thing. Who's going to be last picked on it to, to play yeah. on everything? I'm kind well, of hoping I am because then I'm not. I don't have the pressure of someone saying, "Well, you can play them," because. In fact, I'm the captain, so I'm always going to be last. Because then I don't have the pressure of saying I should beat them, so I'm fine. It's great. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, for me, DJ Christian Summers into the wind. I won't. Oh, go on, go on, Chip. You I won't. Dean's not coming. Anymore. I'll be throwing Gareth. Oh, oh sorry, Gareth. <gasps> oh, I've got to play Gareth in the league. Have you not played him yet? No, not yet. What's he? What's he using the league? Uh, Black Hawks. He's getting quite good with them actually. He's been playing them for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good seeing him um, play play them in UKTC. Yes, gotta say, big shout player. out to Gareth from UKTC. I was meant to say this earlier, but I completely forgot. Apologise. But it's not like you can edit this in. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Gareth, um, he played fantastic at the UKTC <laughs> against some hard opposition as well, and he managed to get his first ever tabletop win. Yeah, UKTC as well. At UKTC, oh, absolutely excellent. Yeah, uh, and he did really well. He did really well looking at his uh, stats. He, he should have. I think he probably should have come higher than me, to be fair. But luckily, I kind of. I think I got. I yeah. got better breakers. To be, fair, to be fair, after the first day, he was rock bottom. A rock bottom of Oh yeah, and the, yeah. And then he... So out of three hundred and forty-four coaches, he was three hundred and forty-fourth at the end of day one. <laughs> Wow. And by the end of day two, he was in 200 and something. That is a good rise up the ranks, yeah, that one. it's a really yeah. good rise, it's which I really right? want to bring attention to. Like, he, like even though, like, in a tournament when you could go through, like, a bad first day, you can always drag it back a bit. I, I, I lost hope a bit. I, I felt myself getting down, and I played worse because of it, and Gareth didn't, and he played really well, and he got his he got his first win on the second day. It was brilliant. It was brilliant to see. And good. I got to sit next to him the whole time. It was great. Yeah. This is this is why two day tournaments are superior to one day. Like, I love one day when I'm looking forward to CCC, but a two day tournament just oh, just so good. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's CCC. So if anyone fancies it, it's uh, in whereabouts is it? Durham. It is Durham, isn't it? Yeah. So CCC Durham. in Durham. No one knows. Eleventh <laughs> of, <middle> of, <laughs> of June, twenty twenty two. You can find it on uh, Talk Fantasy Football. All the details are on there. After that, we have, obviously, the big one in the Blood Bowl yearly calendar, which is Monkey Bowl, 23rd and 24th of July. Yeah. Uh, which Pio can't make it to, so, you know, no. it's even better this year. Uh, Shut up, it's one of the most competitive tournaments on the scene as well. So if you want to see and meet up with some, you know, very good coaches that you probably mm-hmm. see around, it is one to head to. So, guys, get on there. You can... Find the links uh, on the Blood Bowl community site on Facebook. You can also find the links on Talk Fantasy Football. Um, you know what's nice about it as well? It's one of the oldest running tournaments, and it is linked in with Water Bowl. So they have it's a good link over to the Manchester lot and the Hartlepool. Well, what well, used to be Hartlepool and everything else, and now obviously Brendan Durham. So 
yeah, it's it's got it's a really nice atmosphere, and I met some the, some really good people over the years doing it. And I am not going because it's got nothing to do with my, my wife has walked in. But I love my wife, and it is her birthday weekend, and I will not be going to Monkey Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving me the nod. Following that, we have we know that Geordie Bowl will be happening this year, so we do implore everybody, everybody. But- in have the we UK. actually had confirmation of that, or we just? I messaged no. I, I messaged Stick it in the well. I messaged in the the group the other day, and Stick did come forward and say yes. It's looking, he's looking at it, and it should oh, be September. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. Geordie oh, Bowl, guys, everybody in the UK, oh. Blood Bowl Grud. I'm looking at you. You best be making. You can stay at POs. We already know this, or you can <laughs> stay in POs hotel room. Yeah, with Geordie Bowl come back. That was my first. Like first time come back to Blood, Blood Bowl. Uh, well not f- it's your first tournament where I beat you. Well, it was my first ever tournament. Yes, you did. <laughs> did. And um, my first ever one turn touchdown in that game. My first ever. And I had a rock thrown at my mummy. In the <laughs> <laughs> it was a good. Oh, that was a good tournament. That. But yeah, it was like my first time playing Blood Bowl in, in like quite a few years. Everyone who's listening to this, you've all probably just watched the NAF Championships online. I know I did. It was brilliant to watch. If you want to attend something like the NAF Championships, Geordie Bowl. It's two days, six matches, and the fact is you go to pretty much the stag do location of the UK in Newcastle. After that, we do have the linked to Monkey Bowl, Water Bowl, which is on the 18th of February 2023. Oh, did I ruin your segue earlier on? Sorry. No, no. Uh, This one comes after Geordie Bowl. (laughs) Okay. You can tell by the date being later. Okay, we're okay. <laughs> they normally link up water ball and monkey balls. Or? Yeah, they're not doing the discount this year either. So you know, Aww. you normally get the discount if you book into both. So they haven't got the Aww. discount going on. Basically, everything's going up in price. It's, it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And do you know what it is? The, the the one thing that isn't going up as in price as much as everything else for once is plastic crack. So yeah, not sponsored by Cow Daddy Gaming. Talking about Games Workshop. That yeah, one. when you yeah, think how the game doesn't work with plastic. Oh no, we like we, we, we have resin. resin stuff. He works yeah. the high, highest quality resin on the market, <laughs> highest quality 3D printer, and highest quality customer service you could ask for. And some say the highest quality podcast, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes with sweet, sweet leather. Do you want your leather? Yeah. Do you nice want to fill your stitched. Do you want do you want it near the iceberg? Fill your bollocks. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Do not edit that out. I'm sorry, kids, if you're listening, but that was funny. Okay, and after Water Bowl, we have the big one again. It's already back up. It's already back up. UKTC 2023, 1st of April 2023. Book up now. This will sell out early. I mean, our team, we've already booked up. We've got a hotel already booked, haven't we, Shivers? Have you got the hotel? Yeah. Yeah. We've booked booked one just around the corner from the... Uh, place this time so that you can't all bugger off, bugger off without us for lunch, yeah. uh, for dinner, yeah. and uh, leave Dean behind when you want to go to Snare Potwell. Guys and GFIs is going to make us return. Oh yes, return. seriously, guys, well, if you haven't done it before, do it. Get in there I quick. Might, I might try a world record attempt for something. I don't know what yet. Ooh. Oh, you need to go for the hugs again. That's very well, PO. The thing is, though, people are ever since COVID a little bit more, even more wary of hugging me, and I can't respect that. But I will also be dressed up as a wrestler, so I might not <laughs> want to hug my naked flesh. So, 
I think. Why don't you hire out a wrestling ring, right? And oh, see yeah. see if you can do the world minutes. record. No, the world record of how many ropes you can bounce off in a minute. I will. I'm open to suggestions, people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's it for this episode. Well, almost. Unfortunately, before we finish, we do have one last announcement. And I'm going to hand you over to Bucky for this one. Hello, everyone. It's Bucky here. Just a quick message from myself. Unfortunately, I've taken the decision to to not be on the podcast um, as as of this episode. I just want to take a quick minute just to thank everyone that's given us support, who writes in to, to Pure's Corner, every last bit of, of interaction or, or just listening to the podcast. Um, it really makes this what it is for all of us and for myself. And being here from the beginning, it's been amazing seeing how many more of you guys are, are interacting and and listening to the podcast, whether it's whether it's in the UK here with us, whether it's our guys at the GUEBL or all yous overseas um who listen to us, which is absolutely incredible. Um we started this as as you know good fun and it still is. We're all good friends as much as Cow Daddy and PO don't seem it. We we promise that we are. We promise. No th- thank every one of you um from from me although i won't be there i just want to say i hope that you guys still continue this incredible support and keep this going on the up i'll always be supporting blood bowl anyone as well but make sure you all keep the support going i know the podcast in extremely safe hands with pure cow daddy and shippers you'll have plenty of fun plenty of laughs i'm absolutely sure of that but on behalf of myself bucky just thank every single one of you for all the support and I hope to see it all continuing in the future and continue to go on as strong as what we are. Well, it's, not, it's not like he's dead. Jeez Louise, he's getting a kid. He's growing up. The oh, boy's... Oh, my heart. I'm, I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> now I'm sur- surrounded by all the men. <laughs> In a, in, a, in a nice three-way tie. Hmm. Who's Big Spoon, Little Spoon today, darling? <laughs> I'm definitely not going on the top, I tell you that much. Everybody would die. Right. Yeah, you're, you, you, you're the cushion. <laughs> I have ample bosomage, so oh. I think we'll be fine there. Cow okay. In the middle, the meat of the sandwich. No, cow day's not in the middle. No. I, I, the, no it'll be a steak sandwich. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> we got have we got PO sausage on the bottom. Hey. Well, it, it can support everyone. Okay, <laughs> right. So, even with that absolutely <laughs> horrific announcement, uh, we do have some plans for the future. But think where you can find us. So, wish you well. Should you wish to actually punish yourself some more, shippers, you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash shippers that is shippers of two p's and then you can also find me on twitter that's twitter.com forward slash shippers and that's with two p's and two z's excellent basically i can be found on youtube just search for cow daddy gaming or go to cowdaddygaming.com you can find po traveling from pet store to pet store farm to farm butchers to butchers trying to find a pig trained to follow him around with a barrel of blue wicked on its back 
to give him a pickup after hearing no, right, right. I'm not that Bucky I'm has now become sorry. a man and will no longer be joining us. That's true, but you can't say Blue Wicked. I'm not drinking Sorry, Apple Teeny. So that's all the questions asked and all the answers given for this episode, apart from one last thing to say. For one final time from me, Bucky, Bloodball, anyone? Yeah.